Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 189, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, probably some Star Trek tonight as there's not a lot on the agenda. (laughs) Uh, all super chats are rad on the air so long as they are appropriate and I feel like reading them uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else is there to talk about uh, if you want to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party think about joining the Patreon or float plane links are both down in the video description as a bonus you'll get exclusive access to the discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads and take part in the ever growing community over there and it's growing ever growing ever awesome that's right and i don't just say that (laughs) no 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 it is a uh it is a super super awesome community i would be Uh, there even if people didn't pay me to be there (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people are not paid to be there and they're there yeah (laughs) there are even other channels uh that their host show up at your discord <laughs> yes <laughs> so so what's going on in the cool one <laughs> yeah basically uh so uh what do i need to do in my chat room guys huh yeah you want you want to join my chat room that's cool <laughs> uh jeff is off his intro game tonight i'm off a lot of games tonight <clears throat> uh man it, it's been a week already it has been hot 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 here uh luckily we got a couple days of reprieve where we were only like 90 and yeah i took those opportunities to go help a family friend of mine run a thousand feet of aerial uh fiber so i I was 10 feet off the ground for much of yesterday (laughs) (laughs) stringing that up uh that was fun uh yeah and that was the cool day uh and then this coming saturday I, at that same location, I will be live streaming a wedding at 3.30 p.m. where the estimated temperature will be a balmy 107 degrees. Yep. And when he means live stream, not on the Discord or here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a family. They have family over on the East Coast, and so we're we're going to take care of that. But yeah, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'll, I, uh... I was gonna say I feel sorry, but no. Not yeah. Me. No, you no. don't. No, no you I don't. don't. After no, all of the the suffering I like to put you through, you no, like to I'm see me like, get mine just as I, much. I, I, I'm gonna like throughout that time just text you like cold pictures of ice cold beer, <laughs> me drinking it. I'm like, mm, this is great. Now it's oh. not a dry wedding, so <laughs> so that yeah, so but, that's good. But my beer will be ice cold, and I'll be in an air conditioned area. <laughs> Tripic, five Kiwi dollars. Read this on the air? You bet I will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tripic. Oh, my fridge is on. Eh, if no one can hear it. I can't hear it, so I call, right, good. I call it good. Good, good, because I don't want my beer to get warm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did accidentally leave it off uh, yesterday, and all my beer was just sweating oh no and i, and I went i went to go got a fork like i can't wait for a, a cold beer i need a cold beer yeah and i get to it i'm like that's cold but yeah not cold enough yeah I'm like oh this this it's oh, not man. what i wanted not what i wanted and that's where all my beer was at and i'm not about to go put ice in some beer 
uh gosh who was that uh that character on on matrix uh, apoc uh oh yeah uh i'm sure you got home opened your beer fridge reached in and you went, not like this not like this <laughs> Uh, then your eyes just roll back in your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer, we do drink them on the show, and uh, let's get on with it. Uh, John, what do you got planned for tonight? It is it is very warm in my garage. I think most all the other hosts uh, sit inside their house or slash office. Uh, my streaming system is in my garage where there's no to little insulation. I thought I'd start things off with something a bit more refreshing. I know a lot of people like IPAs, but I do like a good traditional barrel-aged sour. So this is Table Maker uh, from Variantal Brewing Company. Uh, it is a oak-aged golden ale re-fermented with cherries. Interesting. So. Uh, I looked this up. There's only 73 check-ins of this beer. Wow. And and I can already see yeast at the bottom. Oh, I can see it from here. Yeah. I, I can see it swirling around right there. Yeah, so it's, it's I'm hoping it's going to be good. I do love a good cherry sour. Yeah. Oh, it's pink. Oh, wow. No, barrel A or oak-aged uh, oak golden ale. From, yeah. That sounds wonderful with cherry there we go Ooh, i think it smells good that's nice not not super tart there's a tartness and it's yeah nice light and kind of watery a little farmhouse but not overly skunky mm -hmm. a little bit of that oakiness uh, there's a dryingness at the back end which is very nice exactly what i wanted here nice because nice. end of the show i'm probably going to be sweating uh, let's see. It is 68 in my office right now. Yeah, not mine. <laughs> uh, so I can do things a little bit bigger, a little bit bolder. Uh, so, uh, first up we have an Anchorage. Oh, let's, let's see if John can, uh, yeah. Oh, God, I love those. Yeah. This is the, the Anchorage get thicker skin. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know if I have that one. Really? I don't know. If I, I, have I that beat one. you to one. Yes. Uh, double dry hop with uh, Rewaka and Galaxy hops. Eight point four percent. Oh, I did have it before. Okay. See, I thought you had had this one. I, thought, I did. I thought you checked yeah. this one in like last uh, summer or something. Yes, it was. It was uh, yeah. last October. Okay. Yeah. So I liked it. Great I, did, color I gave on it. I gave it a four. So okay. Ooh, wow, pineapple. Which is kind of what I was wanting tonight. I was wanting something a little... Something tropical. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be crisp and refreshing, but I, I kind of wanted, like, a, a big citrus bomb. So, hoping hoping this one fits that bill. There we go. Go, go, Senway. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I'm telling you, Anchorage—they make some of the best IPAs oh, right man. now. Oh, that I is mean, that is fruity all the way through. Um, uh, yeah, like guava pineapple juice yep. is what this is. Mm. Oh, I am a fan. All right, uh, 
this is normally the part of the show where we'd move on to some tech news. Yep. But there's not a lot going on this week. And by not a lot, I mean like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I poured too much. I poured yeast in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, I guess the, the big stories for the week are uh, AMD FSR. Uh, so the upscaling tech to compete with DLSS. And just a couple hours ago, it was reported that John McAfee was found dead in his prison cell. Uh, just hours after uh, being approved by Spanish authorities for extradition to the U.S. for uh, tax fraud. Um, yes. That's about it as far as like tech news goes. Yeah. Uh, He's been epstein Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Take that how you want to. Well, I don't think either one killed themselves. But. No, I don't think so either. Didn't he tweet like two days ago, I am enjoying myself and living well? Uh, oh, he or something. Uh, I'm, I'll never I'll never kill myself. He, and he even got no, that, attacked too. No, that, that was 2019. That was two oh, years ago. okay. But still. Swacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. This is going to be another one of those mysteries. Although yeah. he was he was an odd guy. Yes, he was. He, a, was. he was out there um, always putting weird videos and tweets and stuff out there like what are you what are you talking about? You're weird. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a very eccentric guy. Yes. So, yeah. And Krustoff uh, uh, points out that uh, AMD also said goodbye to some older graphics cards from the Radeon 7200, 300, and Fury series. So unfortunately, John, your uh, 7870 that you have in the desktop in your house, that is officially end of life. Oh. So it's a collector's item, it, is it? It is. Suddenly went up in value. All two gigabytes worth of it. I know. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, so yeah, that does include the uh, the 200 and 300 series RX cards. So your uh, or R7, R9 cards. So the R9 270s. I think you have one of those in your, your VR rig as well. Yes. Uh, so yeah, an R9 270, R, R9, you know, 390s. Those are, those are all part of that same family. Uh, so yeah. Uh, isn't McAfee now bundled with Windows 11? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah anyway yeah that's pretty much it as far as the tech news goes and so i went well we can like spend 30 minutes on that although i have had zero time to test out fsr so i couldn't really give any first-hand accounts of it uh and yeah john mcafee Passed literally away, that but... oh yeah happened uh what two hours ago or yeah now? so it's like so... I, I sorry i didn't have time to write an entire expose on his life although yes go read some exposés on his life because holy crap that dude was equal parts brilliant and insane yes yes um yes even though the, the virus protection sucked <laughs> yeah. it wasn't his though i mean he gave that up a long time ago yeah. And if you've never seen it, seen the John McAfee tells you how to uninstall McAfee antivirus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't link it here, and it's probably not safe for most workplaces, <laughs> but it is on YouTube, so it's not 
that bad. But uh, it's basically them giving you instructions on how to uh, uninstall McAfee while McAfee is snorting coke in the background. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Know. Yeah. Ah. So, uh, that's pretty much all we had planned. So, thank you so much for watching episode 189 of Talking Heads. <laughs> um, yeah, today we're pretty much just going to field questions and talk about what you guys want to talk about. Uh, the floor Why is... Why couldn't the Picard trailer come out this week? I know, right? Uh, well, we can still talk about that because we only oh, briefly know. touched on that I last know. week. I was, I was watching and I was like, what are you guys doing? There's so much to talk about. <laughs> Where's my frame by frame over overreaction? <laughs> overreaction. Every analyzed thing. See that? See that prop in the background? That was from episode mm -hmm. two where Q first came back. Obviously, it means this. Well, see, the opening scene for Picard season one was actually a foreshadowing of season two when Data has five queens. Oh, yes. It's all, it's all the Qs. All the Qs. <laughs> it's the Q continuum that's... <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I mean, I can go out there and some theories, and if we, we can get into it later. <laughs> we'll get into those weeds later. Otherwise, we will sit here and talk until midnight. Oh, yeah, we totally could. Uh, on the trailer. So, first up, uh, Steven has a $5 donation. Thank you so much, Steven. Thanks. I do appreciate it. Uh, Proxmox boot drive is failing, part of LVM. Can I clone it with Clonezilla? Um... I'm not sure if Clonezilla will do EXT4 discs. Does anyone know offhand? It does support ext4, and so yes, technically you could clone Zilla it so long as you get a good copy. Though, what I would alternatively do if it were me, because Proxmox itself and the, the wonders of hypervisors is there's not a ton of configuration that goes into the hypervisor itself. Most of it usually sits in your virtual machine uh, files. Um, is simply make sure you have all of your, your configurations backed up uh, for all of your VMs, uh, which should be part of your, your best practice anyway. And then just reinstall the latest version of Proxmox and then re-import your VMs. Um, you should be re able to re-import your, your storage disks and, and all of your VMs and all of their associated settings. Um, now, if you do get into things like PCI Express pass-through, IOMMU, multiple NICs, and, and whatnot, that gets a little bit more complicated. But if we're talking like a strictly home lab situation where you have a flat network, one interface, and you're just running VMs on Proxmox, um, I just reinstall it and save yourself a whole lot of trouble. Uh, Clonezilla can be fussy when your hard drive isn't the exact same size, though. Yes, it can. Uh, you can go up in size, but you cannot go down in size. And so if you're going from a 64 gig boot drive to a 128, that's possible. If you're going from 128 to a 64, no. Almost no clone software will do that. Um, Clonezilla struggles with Linux sometimes, in my experience. Yeah, uh, they do say they have support for EXT4. Um, I have used Clonezilla before for a number of... Uh, uh, XFAT discs and uh, uh, used it a lot for, for some Mac formatted stuff if I remember correctly. I think that was one of the main tools that I used back then. But uh, yeah, I'd, I would honestly just wipe it and, and go fresh because 
Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with headaches if they arise from a failed clone process, and you may not know it right away. So, All right. What else we got to talk about? What's going on with you, John? Oh, nothing. Just just having my typical days at work, you know. I saw your being... I saw your toner cartridge that exploded. Yeah, that was that was a fun <laughs> fun after. Oh, you know what I hate? What I hate? So so I get in, <clears throat> and uh, it was like nine o'clock ish. No, I didn't get in at nine o'clock ish, mm -hmm. but you know it is nine after I got in. I, I've had a little bit of my coffee, my first cup, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I get a phone call saying hey do we have any extra printers and i was like well what do, you, what do you need it for you know if we do it's probably like a little personal printer nothing big like well you know all, all the printers are down wait what do you mean all the printers are down yeah like three of the printers that we use all here on the main sales floor are all down well wait what why didn't anyone tell me oh we already we already called the guy but he's he's like four hours out yeah why didn't you call me yeah you know i half the stuff i can go and probably fix myself and it's like well one's been out for like a week okay <laughs> <laughs> and and the other two just went out like, okay well hang on let, let me go look and yeah one was just ink toner cartridge full yeah. oh okay then i could fix this why yeah. didn't you call me earlier right. you know three I, you could have had a printer three hours ago the hmm. other one was an empty ink cartridge my my, my favorite oh. response to things like that is hmm i don't see a ticket yeah, yeah. So, but then it was just one of those like, you guys have been sitting around for three hours complaining you don't have printers, making the IT team look bad, and basically saying we didn't want to call you because we know you're busy. And yeah, and so so all of the sales and management is sitting there thinking, oh, our IT team is horrible, you know, or not doing anything. And it's no, no one even informed us. Then I get there and do it, fix it. And it's one of those, dang it, the toner explodes. You know, or, you know just slipped out of my hand. It just slipped out of my yeah. hand. Like, you're kidding me, man. Seriously? <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. When I started in my help desk position back in 2007, one of the help desk tasks, and, and I was brought in to kind of, work the help desk, but also manage and improve infrastructure and processes with the help desk. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so when I started in 2007, one of, the, one of the tasks for the help desk personnel was to refill toner cartridges because it was a lot cheaper to do it that way. And yeah. so we had a full cart uh, of, of black toner in bags down below and on top of the cart was a soldering iron that had been modified with a uh, basically a hole cutter so you would melt a hole into the side of the toner cartridge and then we had plastic plugs that you could put into them that that you could open the the cap on them and then fill them with with refilled toner um i did that for a day and i went that's the last toner cartridge we are ever going to refill <laughs> You don't pay me enough to keep going through pants. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Well, luckily, when I did it, I, I jumped back. So I was like, great. You know, I had that reflex. I was like, no, no, jump back. Yeah. I'm not going to try to catch it. So, but yeah, it was just one of those. 
I get, and then, you know, people in other departments call me is like, Hey, why, why aren't these people doing anything? It's like, I don't know. It's not my department. Yeah. They don't notify me. Why, why, why are you asking me? This doesn't make sense. Why you think I know the answer to your problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sales management does not contact IT when they decide not to use a program. Yeah. No, they contact IT when they said, hey, we bought this program for like $300,000 and we need you to implement it. And you're like, that doesn't solve the problem you wanted to fix. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh. But okay. <laughs> oh, I just love that someone, one of them went and like, we needed internet we needed better internet, so I went and used my own money to buy a wireless router. How do I hook this up? Yeah. And then they give me the model, and then when I look it up, like, that's not going to solve your problem. Yeah. That's a piece of junk. That's meant for your house, and that's a really bad one for your house. <laughs> you know, that's gonna that's gonna do like five computers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, Kevin, five dollar donation. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, could you please explain the end of life of the AMD cards? Does that just mean they will no longer be optimizing drivers going forward? Uh, that means they will no longer be uh, publishing any new drivers for those series cards. So that was AMD 7000 series, uh, the RX 200 and 300 series, as well as the Fury series. Uh, yeah. So your Fury Nano and R9 Fury and things like that. Um, so yes, there's no optimizations, but there's also no new drivers. So the most recent driver that you got is the last driver you're going to get. So it won't break anymore. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jacob sends over a $5 donation. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, looking for management software for a few HP 5500 series switches. These aren't ProCurve. Anyone know of any? Uh, it all depends on what you're wanting to do as far as management or monitoring or whatever else. Um, the HP 5500 series, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I believe these are Comware switches. Uh, I'm much more familiar with ProCurve myself. Um, I had a guy who handled Comware crap for me. <laughs> um, so I'm not overly versed in uh, any centralized management system for Comware switches. Uh, if you want management, or not management, but uh, like monitoring of switch ports and like a centralized monitoring system, you can get something like PRTG, which is free for up to 100 devices. Um, and then uh, pretty reasonably priced uh, from that point on. And that'll do everything from, uh, oh gosh, drawing a blank. Basically monitor network traffic for you. It'll record uh, which clients are, are using uh, how much data, which ports are, are using what data, if you have any fan failures. Uh, a lot of the communication through SNMP, but there's also certain APIs that you can call specifically for HP switches and a lot of other equipment. Uh, so very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, if you're wanting to monitor PRTG, uh, it's made by Paceler. Uh, or as, as far as management, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zachary Solis, $5. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I don't have a real question. I just love the show. Uh, IRQ 3, 5, 10, or 11? Uh, boy. <sighs> I'm, I've always been a fan of 3, if, if it were me. <laughs> John, you have any specific IRQs you like putting devices on? No. <laughs> None. 
but IRQ3 is my sound card. <laughs> no, I do not. Ah, uh, I remember those days. Do you remember those days trying to solve I IRQ do. conflicts between PCI I... and ISA devices? Oh, that I do remember. <laughs> it was a pain in the butt. Yep. Properties this, property. Yes, Call says fifty five hundred should be Comware. That's what I thought. Uh because there's there's three main branches of HP switches at this point because they haven't reconsolidated after the HPE split plus the Aruba acquisition plus whatever else that HP liked to run in the background. So you, you've had a number of different uh OS versions and languages and context menus and things like that inside of their own switching platform. It's never really been unified. Um but there's Comware. There's Aruba OS, and then there's Procurve. Uh, and they are all vastly different from one another and not necessarily compatible with one another, uh, which is always great. Uh, you can get like an HP firmware uh, GBIC, like, like DAC cable, uh, and plug it into an HP Comware switch, like a 5900X, and, and an HP Procurve switch, like a 2920, and it goes, Nope. <laughs> Either one end or the other will hate it and they won't work. <laughs> oh, what the? You okay? Hang on. How? No, I, I might have unplugged my power brick. Oh, no. Somehow. At least you didn't blue screen on us this time. Uh, someone says IRQ9. Uh, oh, yep, it was just a hair out. <laughs> Uh, let's see. How did I get into IT? Either that or my son did it. Yeah, that could, that could be. <laughs> Don't need those, I'm inside. What are you, what are you doing with the sunglasses there, John? Oh, they, they fell and I was like, I don't need, I don't need those, they're inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm inside. I didn't know it was that hot in your garage. Got well, your, I got was... your own son in there. That's right, I do. I'm just that hot. Yep. <laughs> well, Jeff, you with this complexion, everything just reflects off me and just like, ah, it's blinding. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I have to turn the contrast down for your stream. I know. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's so saturated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly blown out in all of my videos. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go like ISO 1 for all of my videos. It's like, no, I can't see anything. Stop it down. Stop it down. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, someone asked a little higher up, how did I get into IT? Uh, who was that? That was Justin. Uh, Justin asked how I got into IT. Um, I kind of both fell into it and strived for it kind of from the very beginning. Uh, so I started building computers when I was about 11 years old, uh, both taking them apart, putting them back together, figuring out problems uh and and not in like the oh like you know oh johnny's really great with computers and uh johnny plays games all day no like i spent all of my lawn mowing money buying myself a 486 to put together from spare parts i bought from this enterprise surplus dude who opened up a shop next to the local bike shop and i think i spent about 35 dollars uh but i built myself a 486 from spare parts that was my first PC. Uh, that that was actually mine that I built. Uh, but 
Um, yeah, I, I've, I've always built computers and always been overly enthusiastic about the entire space. Uh, and uh, had a couple of jobs, did, did, did a lot of contract work, uh, private contact work for, for small businesses, real estate offices, things like that, uh, while I was working some other odd jobs in retail. And uh, in 2007, kind of fell into a, um, a somewhat corporate gig. Uh, and like I said, started on the help desk, kind of like a quasi help desk manager slash also help desk grunt. And eventually four years later, took over the entire department and was the manager for nine years. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how that happened. Uh, literally fell into it. Uh, I, I'm old enough that I found my job in a newspaper classified section. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I probably know the newspaper too. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. Um, yeah. So that's that's how I got into IT was my stepmom would, was reading the local paper and the classified section. And she goes, hey, I found this job. You might be interested in putting like, why do I want to apply to an IT job in 2007 that only knows how to post in the classifieds? <laughs> but I did. <laughs> Uh, but at that point, I got really interested in enterprise hardware. Like I, I was already interested in like server stuff, but I, I had no bearing or any context for that interest. Um, but at that point, I started getting interested in like actually running servers for organizations and and the intricacies of all that. And uh, my my enthusiasm kind of exploded beyond that uh, from getting that job. So, and all of a sudden, I had money to spend on like used server gear. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We missed a couple of super chats here. Let me. There we go. Uh, uh, Andrew, oh. Mr. Green. Thank you, Andrew. Five dollars. Uh, setting up a Bedrock Minecraft server, DMZ or port forwarding. I'm old school. I always go go port forwarding because it's reliable, consistent, not rule based. Uh. Uh, you could do DMZ if you're really kind of... All right, sorry, I guess you're asking, should I do DMZ and should I do port forwarding to Sedzium? Uh You can do a DMZ if you really are concerned that inside of your Minecraft server, someone can break into your local network. It's not a bad idea. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. I'm not up to date on the latest in Minecraft uh, Bedrock server vulnerabilities. I'm sure there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some CVE pages out there that uh, would be a lot of fun to peruse. But I don't think it's necessarily required. Um, I run a Java Minecraft server and my Minecraft server is just on my local network. now. It's a whitelisted Minecraft server, so you have to be on my whitelist to be able to join it. And it's only family friends, and we don't get new joinees all that often. So the best you're going to get is a is a deny request uh, out of my server most times. But yeah, uh, a DMZ is not a bad idea for for that. But as far as port forwarding, yeah, you're probably going to have to port forward. Uh, I don't know which ports that Bedrock uh, uses, but uh, yeah. Uh, Alex, $2 Canadian. Thank you, Alex. Uh, any GPU ideas for a Parsec server in an R, uh, 
7.15. Let me refresh myself on that. R715. I want to say it's a 2011v1 server. Come on. Uh, oh no, Opteron. Wow. Dual Opteron server. Uh, let's see. Yes, you do have... It looks like you've got four full-size PCIe slots and then either two half slots or one half slot and the second full-size if you have the cage. Um, or no, that's that's four full and two halves. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of options that you can do for that, uh, assuming you have power for the GPUs because that's going to be your, your biggest thing is can you... Do you either have the GPU cables built into the server or can you adapt a set of Molex cables into the proper 6-pin or 8-pin for a GPU? Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of different options. Uh, my most recent Proxmox build, and in fact, I'm hopefully releasing a tutorial on that on Friday. Uh, it's been a heck of a week. Don't get into it on why I haven't posted a video in almost a week now. Uh yeah, oh, your last one was pretty big. Last one was pretty big. This one is also very big. It was uh, nine pages of scripted, uh, single space script. Yeah, Th this was this is a big one. Um, anyway, tutorials coming out Friday for how to set up Proxmox as essentially a vGPU host. Um, and as far as graphics cards, you can use anything that runs Maxwell, Pascal, Turing, or Volta. Uh, you cannot use a brand new Ampere card, but, uh, and also uh, I, I put a disclaimer in there that the more video memory in the card, the better it is because you have to split the video memory between your GP, between your virtual machines equally. You can't say like, oh, I'm going to give this machine six gigabytes and this one two gigabytes from an eight gigabyte card. No, you can do a four and a four, or you can do four twos or you can do a single eight if you have an eight gigabyte card and that's it that's those are your options um you can't mix and match either you can't do a four and two twos doesn't work uh even divide yeah it's it's even divide straight down the middle and then you divide those down the middle and that's all you can do um but i i ran successfully three 1070 ti's in in this server and it worked fantastic uh you can go for some enterprise cards. Uh, the Tesla P100, which is the Pascal 100, is a 12 or 16 gigabyte Tesla card. It's about $1,000, it's expensive, uh, but uh, that'll get you essentially the same core that's in a, a 1080 Ti, but with 16 gigs of RAM. So if you wanted to split that up into like four GPUs with four gigabytes each, it's a pretty good option. Um, other than that, uh, I've also got some options coming up for GPU-P. I'm going to be testing out a Maxwell card that's kind of fun. Uh, this is the Tesla K80, uh, which has two uh, card or two GPUs on it with 12 gigs of video memory each, and each each GPU has 2,500 CUDA cores. <laughs> like it's an insane That's a amount big of, card. now it's still Maxwell. It's not as, not necessarily the newest architecture, um, but it's a crazy little card. Um, and they're, they're only like 200 bucks. Like, like for like a GPU P solution, this might be the best bang per buck that you can get. Uh, so I have a video coming up on those here shortly. Um, but yeah, if you have, 1070s, uh, 
you know, 2060s, 2070s. Those are fantastic cards for, for VGPU. Son of Tech gave a very, very wonderful donation. I just $50. saw that. Wow. And uh, no comment, just a happy box. Son of Tech, uh, fantastic YouTuber. Go check him out. Um, he does a lot of really great stuff with his channel. If you're into mining, and, and uh, I know that's a dirty word in the gaming business, but uh, if you're into mining, go check out his channel. He He's done a, a number of, of different things with that. So, uh, good to see you here too, man. All right. Uh, where did all my windows go? Crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we at? I'll find us. <laughs> and then uh An interesting couple of days. Uh, but yes, yeah. Sun Attack, thank you. Thank you, Someone, thank you. Uh, everyone's now complaining, Jeff, that you have no audio. What? Oh, did I hit something? Check. I see my audio. I, I mean, I hear you, but we have something different. Hold on. But no audio from Jeff. What in the world? There you go. <clears throat> Lots of people saying no audio from Jeff. Muted. I don't see a mute. Mm -hmm. Can I, every, anyone hear me? They're saying no audio at all. Ah. Um, oh, no, they're saying they can hear me. Okay. So tell them I'm working on it. Right, I don't know what happened. Working on it right now. Let's see. Hang on. What have we got? Uh, audio. Yeah. Hop to I, see, audio. I see in OBS my audio meter is, is jumping. Yeah. So they're saying they got a couple people saying you're in and out. I'm in and out. Oh, yeah. Did I hit my cable? And then some people are saying they can hear me just fine, and they're saying you're you're cutting in and out. Cutting out? How's that? Check check. Audio okay. Uh, I'm seeing audio. Audio now. back. Okay. Cutting in and out. Yep. We can audio hear you. now. All right. So that was good. I probably just a loose wire. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I hit my mic cable. I didn't hear anything, but yeah. All right. Anyway, where were we at? Uh, El Polo CS. Oh, Steve's got some competition. Oh. Uh, anyway, El Polo CS uh, donates 50 Argentinian dollars. Thank you. Uh, hi, what do you think about Zabbix for monitoring? Uh, I was thinking about using it with, with a Discord webhook. Um, I've known a number of people who run Zabbix. I've, I don't have a lot of experience with it personally. Uh, most of my clients, we ended up running PRTG as it was insanely scalable and also very modular as far as what you wanted to monitor and uh, would also do multi-site monitoring for us. Um, so yeah, I uh, un unfortunately I have no experience with Zabbix. So 
but I've heard good things about it. I, I, I have heard from a number of people who do use it. Um, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Referti, uh, $2, thank you. Or two, two, uh, two pounds as it were. Uh, please ask wee baby Aiden to go the F to sleep. Uh, oh yeah. Joe, Joe's kid. Okay. Yeah. Joe's kid. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know. I, I had to read it twice. Like, wait, what? Yeah. I actually skipped over like when he said we. I was like, what? Sorry. Oh, all of a sudden, we? I've 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 heard of like four different baby Aidens, and so I'm like, which baby? What? Huh? huh? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, baby Aiden, uh, take Samuel L. Jackson's advice and go the f to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Just I, as the book says. Uh, go to sleep. There you go. <laughs> Star, star. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shinen Shin Shinra. Shine Shinra, I think. Uh, 3D printing tech. Thoughts on the space, and do you have one? Uh, I have two. <laughs> uh, I, I do. Um, I'm still getting started. I, I just bought them about a month ago. Um, I only have one of them up and running yet. I have to build the other one still. Uh, so I have, uh, the first 3D printer I bought was the Prusa MK3S Plus. Um, that's the one that's still in the box because I haven't had any spare time to assemble it. Um, but uh, bought it on the recommendation of a number of different people who say, I bought this thing and it is just amazingly rock solid. Um, the other one that I have is the Elgu Mars 2, which is a small form factor resin printer uh, or SLA printer. Um, and that one I've been having some fun with. Uh, I've got a couple of projects. I don't know if they'll show up on here, but they will be showing up as like a Patreon exclusive. Um, but, uh, Patreon float plan exclusive, exclusive, excuse me. Um, but, uh, building different things with with that printer uh just uh haven't designed any parts myself yet but i do have a raspberry pi uh one of the the nano raspberry pies or gosh what's uh, the five dollar one yeah yeah uh micro pico yeah no, the, pi the micro, pico is the controller the the, the micro micro pie yeah i know which one you're talking about pi zero pi the, zero Duh. why was that not <laughs> I know. Anyway, I, I have a project with a Pi Zero that I'm, I'm building right now that uh, should be a heck of a lot of fun um, and will actually end up sitting on one of the shelves back here. So, uh, but no, in, entirely resin printed and uh, I've been really, really having fun with that printer. Uh, so we're getting more comments that your audio is cutting in and out again. What the crap? I got, I had at least four or five people Saying that it's, it's not completely out, but it's just going off and on. Okay, how's that? Now I'm peeking. Check. Now I now I don't now I, I don't I'll, have I'll, I'll get I'll get you, John. Oh, okay. I mean I know a Joe. Uh, let me think. How do I? Nope. I I know. YouTube can hear me now, but I mean, you can't. I can't hear Jeff. I know. <laughs> uh, I need a technical difficulty screen. Really do. Okay. 
Uh, let me see. Oh, here we go. Uh, all right, John, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, there we go. Figured I mean, it out. It's very faint, but I can hear you. Yeah, it's it's not going to be great, and I apologize for that. You just switch mics. Yeah. Uh, Onboard mic. Uh, so now I have you on this one. Oh, okay. Um, and then everyone else is on an overhead. Okay. So hopefully I'll that'll just... be better. And I'm going to see if I, I can. Will... I'm going to see if I can turn up the my headset mic for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm maxed out on my end. Uh, let's see here. And they're saying, got Rev saying you're tinny. There we go. Check, check. That's good. I can hear you. Okay. Um, tinny, yeah. Well, I just went from a large diaphragm mic to a little pencil shotgun. So ah, yeah, I'm going to be good. a little tinnier by comparison. All right. Hopefully we'll get through this now. I don't know what the heck just happened. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let's see. Uh, Malincore, $2 donation. Thoughts on Unraid? Had trouble with TrueNAS. Uh, Unraid is great for certain circumstances. It is not my personal favorite uh, system to run. Uh, I don't like typically JBOD systems, with the, which is ju just a bunch of disks uh, in a RAID. Um, so for those unfamiliar with the difference between like TrueNAS, which is a true NAS system, sorry, uh, <laughs> which is an actual NAS system versus something like a JBOD system in Unraid. JBOD is known as just a bunch of disks where you can take uh, a two terabyte drive and a six terabyte drive and an eight terabyte drive and a 12 terabyte drive. And ooh, I found another one terabyte drive and ooh, here's a 256 SSD and just like slam disks in. And then you say one of these disks is gonna be a parity disk. And so, this disk is gonna hold all of the parity data for every disk, every other disk that's on the array. And we're, we're gonna use all of the space and then use so many disks for parity. Um, and if you lose any of the disks, you can just slide another disk in there. And as long as you have enough free space, it'll add it to the pool and you're good to go. The problem is performance, it is it's a very low performance environment. Uh, and for my storage needs, I've never ran into an instance where I went, you know what, 50 megabytes per second is just fine. Uh, like I've never been there. And I know you can do cache disks on, on Unraid, uh, but performance is, is a pretty heavy penalty over a, a genuine NAS, RAID, ZFS, etc. Um, so... Uh, curious what to hear what problems you had with TrueNAS or what, what needs that you had that it wasn't meeting uh, because that could be an interesting conversation. Um, I have nothing against Unraid at all. Uh, it, it, and in fact, it works well for a number of different organizations. I mean, famously, Linus Tech Tips uses Unraid for their entire backbone. Um, I wouldn't do that, but to each their own, and it certainly works. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan, $5 donation. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, what got you into beer? I could never get into it. Every time I try one, it ends up tasting the same as all the others. Uh, as Rhett would say, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I assume he's talking domestic. I'm assuming you're talking domestic. Um, so if one beer tastes like all the other beers, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably drinking uh, Budweiser, Coors, Miller. Name brand Super Bowl beers. Right. Uh, if they have a Super Bowl commercial, that's what you're drinking. Um, in fact, what got me into beer was the opposite of that was I hated the smell and flavor and aroma and everything else that came with domestic beers, with your Bud Light, your Coors Light, your Miller Light, your your Heinekens, your uh, Miller Genuine Drafts, your Rainiers, your, like, I couldn't do it. Um, the bottle room aroma. Yes. I've told that story a couple times. The bottle room. Oh, God, the bottle return room. You, you know yep. the little thing on the top of the can that says uh, deposit in... Uh, what is it? California, Nevada, and a couple others. And then there's Oregon and Michigan, 10 cents. Um, yeah. This is worth a dime. And every can that comes back to the grocery store, you get a dime for. Well, someone has to clean those damn machines. And that person was me. Yep. Uh, me too. Yeah. So <laughs> ask me why I don't like domestic beer. That's why I don't like domestic beer. <laughs> what got me into craft beer was going, you know, there's got to be something more than the crap that I've been trying to drink and people always talk about like oh more flavor what does more flavor actually mean and what does it actually taste like so let me go buy one of these like really weird looking beers and I'll go with that and uh, for a lot of people in the northwest uh, it usually ends up being some type of Deschutes or Widmer that'll get them in uh, for others, uh, you'll, you'll drink a blue moon and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Belgian beers are amazing. And yep. then you'll, you'll try like a, a, a flat tire and then you'll try this and you'll try that. And before you know it, you're comparing the finer notes of barrel aged barley wines. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is a slippery slope into hell, my friend. Oh um, yeah. So is it worth it? Yes, because there are some fantastic flavors to explore out there that are more than just the the ricey pilsner that you get from pretty much every single domestic. Uh, every single domestic tastes the same because they're all very, very similar on grain bills, and the grain bill is determined by cost, not by flavor. Yeah, so when, when you're putting in rice husks uh, as part of your grain bill for majority of your malt, mm -hmm. you're going to get pretty much the same flavor i mean if you even talk about or look at the beginning of the video when jeff and i explained the two beers we're having how blatantly opposite are the two beers that jeff and i are having he's having an ipa a double dry hop that has pineapple and guava notes yeah to where i'm now having a wild fermented oaked aged double fermented with uh, a sour ale with cherry yeah uh that is not your typical beer but they are both beers and even now, they are experimenting with so many new styles of beer. I mean, some of them might not yeah. technically should be called beer, but still, um, <laughs> there is enough out there to find to match for anyone. I have family members that don't like beer, and every time we get together, it's like, here, try this. And they're like, oh, I could drink that. Yeah. I could drink that. Or I could drink a little bit of that. That's an interesting one. Uh, the, it's, it's it's always how I loved doing when I had the tap room was people would come in majority of the time, one of the spouses or, or significant others didn't like beer. And I was like, well, just, just let me know what you like. We, we specialize in oddity. 
Yeah. And and we found them like, oh, I can drink this. This is great. Mm -hmm. I didn't know beer. This was beer. Like, oh yeah, this is beer. Um, and just like Jeff was saying, yeah, a lot of people's gateways here in the Pacific Northwest is like Deschutes or Blue Moon or um, uh, Widmere. Yeah, the Widmere so Half you, is a big one. Widmere Half, exactly. And you go and look, oh, Half, I want to try another Half. Right. And then you buy a different one. Oh, that company makes this? I want to try this brand. And you're like, oh, this is, this is a, what's this called, a stout? Oh, I like stouts. Yeah. This, is, this is a dark beer. What's this? And then, and then that keeps going and that keeps going and just becomes a money pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what I would recommend is not necessarily diving in with both feet or jumping in with both feet mm -hmm. uh, is because if you jump in with both feet, you'll end up with some double dry hopped mosaic and citra hop that is just like... Don't, yeah, don't buy either one of the beers that we just got. Right. Uh, start yourself with... Go to Safeway. Find yourself a Safeway and go down their beer aisle and don't look at the domestics. Go to the end little aisle, like the last one third of the aisle and find yourself something that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. Because th they'll have mixed in there. They'll uh, So you've got all your, your Bud and your Coors and Miller and that thing at like taking up two thirds. The last one third, that's where you find Blue Moon and Widmer Hef and Arrogant Bastard IPA and Stone IPA and, and things like that. Go to like a major grocery store, go to that little skinny section that they have and just try a couple. Um, yeah. That that you yeah. don't recognize. Yeah. Uh, and, and try getting a dark, a hoppy, a pale. Mm -hmm. You'll get like three or four. Don't buy just a big six pack because that's probably going to overcost you. If you didn't like it, yeah. you know, then, then now you got $9 in beer you don't now, want. Now you got, yeah, exactly. So it's almost worth buying those bombers of like, okay, look, go spend $12 on four bombers. Yeah. And, and now if you don't like it, okay, great. You only had that one of it. Yeah. And you can Ooh, go try it. You have Widmer Hef Shandy. There's that too. That's there's a, a gateway that's drug. A, that's a gateway one right there. <laughs> um, if you like the lemonade style, it yeah. is technically a beer, and it's not as sweet as say a malt liquor or those um, um, wine coolers. Yeah, you know, it still has a bit of weedy cloviness to it. Uh, cloviness <laughs> uh, now for Widmer half, but still, yep. uh, a shandy can, um, and it's cut with grapefruit juice. Yep. So it's it's only about three percent, but uh, it's very great in the summertime. Yep. So lots of cool stuff. And if you can, if wherever you're at, if it's allowed, go find a tap room and go get a sample tray. Yeah. Funky Monk sends over a pound. Thank you so much, Funk. Uh, I'm assuming you want me to tell Aiden to go the F to sleep as well. Uh, <laughs> David Acklin sends over five dollars. Thank you, David. Uh, just lost my FreeNAS install, lost about eight terabytes of non-mission critical data. I forgot to back up encryption key. Oh no. That's oh. not good. Yeah. Um, even if you have good backups, you needed a backup of your encryption key. Uh, man, I'm sorry you had to learn that one the hard way. Oh, that hurts. I, uh, <laughs> that actually hurts. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, uh, Steak, $10. Thank you very much, Thermosteak. Appreciate that. Uh, would you recommend an R815 or an R720XD uh, for a VM machine router firewall? Um, what is the 815? 
If that's another one of the Opterons, I would not recommend it. Uh, four socket to you rack. Oh God. Yeah, AMD. No, leave that one the heck alone. Uh, R720 all day long and twice on Tuesdays. Um, uh, for VM machine, I, see, I didn't even read your specifications yet, and I'm already saying no. Avoid the Opteron. Um, for router, firewall, Chia server type jobs with NetApps, uh, 4246 JBOD, aiming for 512 gigabytes of RAM and a few RAM disks, Chia related. Um, yeah, you. If it's all Chia, and you can get the 815 at a steal, and you can get a crap ton of DDR3 at a steal, and just set up, you know, a 512 gigabyte RAM disk. Yeah, that might be a way to go. If you want to do anything else where performance is even marginally important, 720 all day long. Uh, so you're going to have essentially the same RAM bandwidth between an R720 and... No, you'll have more more RAM bandwidth on the R720 still uh, because that's, that's uh, eight channels of memory versus... No, I guess eight channels of memory also because it's a quad... Uh, quad uh, socket server. Yeah, so you'll have eight channels of DDR3 regardless of which solution you go with. Um, but, man, the 720 is so much more powerful in so many more ways than you can fathom. And it doesn't suck electricity like it's going out of style. So, I would say R720 unless you get the 815 for like 100 bucks. That's my recommendation. Uh, 815 power consumption is high even at idle. Yeah, yeah. We said Opteron. I think we already covered that. Um, yeah, I so I, I did the uh, the Opteron 6283 or 6383 SE. Um, and people, some Opteron fanboys lambasted me in that comment section going, well, it was never meant for gaming. It was meant for like virtualization. Yeah. Do you realize the Xeon kicks its ass in virtualization too, right? <laughs> Like, it's not even a contest. Like, there's sometimes you get beat, and it's okay to get beat, and you come back and you... and you. The Opterons weren't even playing the same sport. So... Beer samplers are your friend. You know, Henry, that is a fantastic point. Uh, Ryan, if you are still listening, go to a... Find a tap house and buy a couple of flights. Yep. That's four ounce tasters. Usually cost you about 10 bucks. And you will get four craft beers that sound interesting to you. And you will find to learn what you like. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, and then you can get some... And you'll also get usually higher quality beers at a tap house than you would find in a Safeway or something like that. <clears throat> and so you're actually spending your money a little bit wiser going, hmm, I really like this Belgian style beer. Or I really like like this yeah. uh and, and if you go to the bartender and say hey i'm ex describe me the flavors of this beer they should be able to do a pretty good job a any good bartender with able... salt right yes exactly um if you can't find one or if you're looking honestly go sign up for untapped it's a free yeah. beer social media site and you can look up any basically any beer that's out there and it 99% of the time, there's a description in the beer. I was like, here's the flavor note profile that this beer is supposed to give. And then you can kind of scroll through it and see what honest people's reviews are. Like, I like yeah. this beer. I hated this beer. And that takes a little bit more time for the intro person. So maybe 
but if you had time that's so <laughs> but I, I like to use it to keep track of beers that i've already had just mm-hmm. like at the beginning i didn't remember having the beer jeff had because it was last october but he's I had back, oh, so many I've, beers since then i've had so many beers since then <laughs> I haven't even checked in all of my beers from last March. I, I was saying, and keep in mind, he didn't drink beer in March. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have so much. I am, I am probably a thousand beers behind on check-ins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went one day of work, I think a couple months back and just like, you know what? I'm going to spend the next like three hours at work because it was a slow day. I, I got to recheck stuff in. I still didn't ha- t- scratch the surface. Yep. Uh, I'm so far behind. Ryan says, if only you could taste words. Um, well, if, if the bartender, like I said, if he's worth his salt, he's going to say, uh, like, oh, this German beer has notes of, like, banana and clove. And yep. so if you can kind of, like, you know what banana tastes like, and you know what clove, gin- same yeah. thing goes with a lot of IPAs. Like I said, uh, this is guava and pineapple juice, and it's yeah. delicious. Don't be afraid of the term IBUs. IBUs nowadays, it's more of a looser term because there are so many new hops out there that are super tropical flavor, but it gives a high, an IBU is a international bittering unit. Mm -hmm. It technically can give you high bittering units because of the alpha acids that are in it, but those acids taste very fruity and not bitter. To where Jeff's, Jeff's one was a very fruity hop. And so you can get a beer that's 90 IBUs and be like, wow, this literally tastes like pineapple juice. And you can get another one that's 60 IBUs, a lower number, and you're like, this tastes like grass. Yeah, yeah. It's just the type of hop they use. So, and if you know certain flavors you do like, go to the bartender and say, hey, I really like these type of flavors. Sweet, even just do something very generic, sweet, uh, you know, bubblegummy or chocolatey, roasty. You like coffee? Um, they can probably find you stuff yep. to try. And even then, they'll even probably give you like a one ounce taster. Like, here you go, just 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 try this because right. they want to sell you on like sixteen ounces. Yeah, you it. can get a taster for free. Oftentimes, yeah. now you're not going to sample the entire board. No, you, you'll probably get like <laughs> unless you two. start working at John's Tap House. <laughs> here, here's two hey. ounces of everything. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was nice about that. I wanted people to be happy. You did. You did. I was especially happy when I was there. Yes. Yes, you were. All right. Especially when I wasn't there and Jeff was still there. Yep. Surprisingly. Crap. I didn't do our first sponsor spot, did I? You did not. It's already been an hour. I, I meant to do that 20 minutes ago and I forgot. Um, so I think we're going to read a sponsor spot. Uh, we're going to go about 15 minutes and then I'll read another sponsor spot. And in between that, I'm going to crack open a new beer. So one that has not been on the show before. Uh, so, uh, today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Roguecast.com, an online store for the modern PC enthusiast. We've all tried comparison shopping on the usual sites, filtering products by price or spec, or even what's recommended by the best review. All too often, the specs don't match the filter, half the reviews are fake, and the components you need are out of stock anyway. Roguecast is introducing a brand new way to buy hardware. Gone are the tacky, over-the-top company promotional videos backed with dubstep music. Instead, you'll find dedicated product reviews from the reviewers you know and trust with actual information about the products you want. 
Are you looking for a new graphics card right now? Follow Real Roguecast on Twitter to get stock alerts so you can finally complete that build you've been putting off. Visit roguecast.com today and get all the PC parts you need, backed by honest reviews at a price you can afford. That's roguecast.com, and thanks to them again for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Roguecast. Alright. Rev, I've had a good strawberry beer. Yeah, Jeff had Jeff had a great <laughs> strawberry beer before. I had a fantastic Depends. strawberry ale with like real strawberry in it. That's right. This is it was a jammy sour before jammy sours existed. <laughs> it really was, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't know you had to hit the back of the bottle to get those out. <laughs> <laughs> I called it Heinz strawberry. <laughs> Oh, uh, someone, some, someone did ask early on. I think it was uh, Gil asked how how the two of us met, and I put in the comments. I was like, 10 bucks says Jeff's gonna say the strawberry beer story <laughs> if he reads this." Uh, uh, Tripic sends over five more Kiwi bucks. Thank you very much, Tripic. Uh, this is to go to the replacing dead hardware fund. Seeing as how you have good luck with hardware, thank you. That's all I'll say is thank you. <laughs> Bastard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, someone asks, how many drinks do you have per week? Oh. <clears throat> well, that depends on the week. But uh, Depends on the week. <laughs> not actually, not as many as you probably think. And that's my answer as well. Um. Uh, our our lives are very social, media based, and you have a persona you kind of give off, and it's not necessarily always true. Yeah. Uh, majority of the time, like for me, it's like, oh, it looks like I'm drinking. It's like, no, I'm not really. Like, and if I do, it's probably something very light, or maybe an ounce to like sip on, mm -hmm. and that's about it. I'm not sitting there chugging these beers away yeah. checking all these things on untapped um majority of the times that i if i ever do have a full beer it is the two times i film during the week mm -hmm. and then probably on the weekend like because i'm working at my farm so i'll do it at the end of work day yeah so it's like oh okay and on discord people already know they've seen like okay i probably have like two beers on saturday mm -hmm. two beers during the week I might have like a snifter sometime at night just for the nightcap. And that's probably about it. Right. Uh, so me is is very similar. Again, uh, I, I get comments all the time about, man, this alcoholic and that. It's like, just because... You're promoting every, alcoholism. Just because every picture you've ever seen with me has a beer in it doesn't mean that that's all that and, I do in my life. Every uh, meal I have a beer. Right. It's, it's, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, for lunch today, I had a sugar-free Italian soda. So come at me. Technically, technically, I did have a non-alcoholic beer with dinner. Right, right. So. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I Wednesdays is the one day that I will really open big beers and I open them here on the show because I enjoy sharing this hobby with all of you. And very occasionally I will open a big beer on a regular show. 
like I did for my it's finally working I want to celebrate with a freaking 17 percenter or no that was 11.5 that's right that was the uh I don't know if you saw my VGPU video John but uh, uh I opened a, a governor's reserve pirate stout from 2017 Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I, I totally saw. I, I was scrolling through. I think it was uh, Twitter. And I said, "Oh, that's oh, right." I, I, I totally. I didn't even see what it was, but I was scrolling super fast. Like I recognized the beer. <laughs> he, he, he goes, "I didn't even see the 17 GPUs. All I saw was that wax seal." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I know it." I, I was Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So, as far as beers go. Sometimes during the week, I will have like one of the Kirkland session IPAs, which is like 4.2% with lunch. Like I'll have that like maybe twice a week. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the time during lunch, I'm having seltzer water or I, I've got some uh, uh, sugar-free syrups that I'm adding to it uh, or just straight up water. I, I drink a lot yep. of water. I drink a, I lot, drink of, a lot of water. Drink a lot of tea, drink a lot of, uh, not a lot of coffee. I usually have like one cup of coffee per day, which I have large cups of coffee. My, th this is a, a 16 ounce coffee mug. <laughs> so I make my pop, my coffee in pints, but I only have one pint. Yeah. Um, they make it in pints. I'm getting one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the, the two videos that I film per week, I will open an IPA, you know, or, or, or a stout, like 8% ish beer. Um, I might have, two session IPAs at 4.2%, two days a week for lunch. And then I'll open a couple beers here on Talking Heads. Um, yep. And that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, very rarely that, that... anymore do I do nightcaps or dinner drinks or anything like that. Um, yeah. Number no, one. I, I rarely do dinner drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was working, it was a dinner drink every night. <laughs> let's put it that way it was uh i got home i made myself an old-fashioned i sat down for dinner uh that used to be my routine um but it's never really more than one drink so wednesday is the only drink that i have multiples it's and it's tonight it's multiples so uh gonna need an affiliate link for that mug i assumed as much uh let me grab that really quick and i will add it to the chat <laughs> It's in here somewhere. There it is. Find it. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, why do you think I, I have so much beer and Jeff is constantly complaining my beer fridge is getting fuller and fuller and fuller. People are sending either us beers or we're buying beers, but we aren't consuming them at the rate that we're buying. Them. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, we have to buy bigger and bigger fridges to hold all of this beer. And it's just, um, I'm, so John, it's, you, you know my mini fridge behind me. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's not really mini. It's like six and a half cubic feet. Um, it's 100% full. Like, I could not fit another bottle in there if I tried. Um, we have a total of three fridges upstairs. We have two in our kitchen and then one more out in our garage. Um, and the one in the garage was supposed to be for, like, overflow, like, like multiple gallons of milk and, oh, and yeah. cartons of eggs and things like that. Cause we go through things like that a lot. I've got a couple of kids. So it's like, it's, we're making cereal eggs every morning. Yeah. We're, we're making oh. cereal all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a constant flow. So that's like our consumables fridge. Um, that fridge is now 
95% full of beer. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh, I know. Um, and in fact, I have some instances where I have the, the, the four packs of pint cans uh, on like laying all across the bottom and I've had to turn them sideways and sit and slide them on top. So I have like the full pints and then two cans set on top of those all the way back. Um, I think there might be like a two liter of club soda out there and, and like a, a 12 pack of eggs, but that's about it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, that's even, even my huge com- double door commu- uh, commercial fridge. Yeah. I'm now stacking stuff. Yeah. Yep. So we own much more than we consume. <laughs> yes. Way more. Um, uh, like I was sa- telling someone in chat, it was just, I I do like, I think it was Rev, or Rev was stating it, but uh, I collect beer. I'm like, yeah, I oh, collect beer. Skull, thank you. Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, I collect beer to share with people. Like a lot of the big beers I have, I go and try a sample of it. So Jet, we were talking about sample trays. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go try four ounces of this beer somewhere. Usually, I, oh, I will, I will a little bit. Usually, like on on every other weekend now, there's a, a nice uh, new tap room area here next to where I live called Top Wire. Uh, fantastic little outdoor tap room place. It's like seven taps, but it's in the middle of a hot field. So I'll go there for like two beers sometimes on the weekend. But um, I'll go sample a nice big beer. And then I'll buy a big bottle of it. But then I save that bottle to when Steve or family come over. I didn't know they made, well, made whale pods this small. Oh, that is, a, is that a four pack? It's a six pack. Oh, it's a six pack. Um, Skull reminds me, is there any beer mail this week? Yes, in fact, there is. Uh, uh, Mr. John from over in Rhode Island oh, sent me... A nice little care pack here. So let me uh, break this thing open. As two of them slide out, that's okay. Uh. All right. So John sends us a care pack. First off, we have Treehouse, uh, Treehouse Coffee Company. Uh, double shot. This is the double shot gold. There we go. Ooh. Uh, double shot gold, American Stout, nine point two percent from Treehouse Brewing. Treehouse is amazing. They I are. I've, I've got a couple of them in the fridge, and uh, I've never been disappointed by something from them. Uh, from oh, also from Treehouse. This is the very green double very IPA. Green. I've had that one. It's a yeah. great IPA. I've heard of this one. I have not had one myself, so that's yep. very very exciting. It's got a bit of a hot burn, but uh, it's still very juicy. That's okay. So I've got the green and the very green. I've had both of those. Yeah. Very good. So I got both of those. That's 7.5 and 8.3% respectively. Uh, let's see. This one took a little bit of a beating on the way. Uh, also from Treehouse, uh, Mega Treat. Oh, I have not had that one. That is a psychedelic looking can, let me tell you. Uh, so this is a double IPA, 8.7%. Nice. 
Another Treehouse, Perfect Storm, American Double IPA, 8%. Oh, nice. And finally, Impermanence. Juice Machine, that's the one I did the video on. John, this one sounds right up your aisle. Uh, so this is the Imperial Milk Stout of the bunch. Oh. Uh, Impermanence. An Imperial Milk Stout brewed with coffee, chocolate, and maple syrup. Oh, that is right up my alley. <laughs> sounds, sounds very similar to what I made. Yep. Yeah, your uh, oatmeal stout over there? My oat, Yeah, my oatmeal yeah. stout. Bourbon and coconut rum, barrel aged with maple and oatmeal. Nice. All right, so I think we're going to get to cracking my second beverage of the night. What do you have? Oh, wait, wait, what is that one? Which one is that? The big bad? The big bad. Oh, I can top that. <laughs> I know you can. Or you know what? I can go see if I even, I think I even have that. What Do you year have this is bottle? That? Uh, what th year is this? This is uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah, of course, John knows it right from the bottle. So for those who didn't catch it, this is the Big Bad Baptiste from Epic Brewing Exponential Series Imperial Stout. Uh, this is a stout with cocoa nibs, coffee, and aged in whiskey barrels. 11.7%. And these are fantastic. Not a beginner beer. <laughs> Ryan, stay away from this one. <laughs> Uh, pick up this one once you've introduced yourself at least to dark beers and kind of gotten used to the roastiness and, and whatnot. It's like starting to drink whiskey and scotch. It's, you don't go for like the, uh, uh, you know, Glenfiddich 18 right out of the gate. You, you start with a nice like Highland scotch. So, uh, Novella Hub, $5. Here's some money to buy another fridge. I feel like that I contributed to your issues. <laughs> You and a couple others. Uh, it's not so much that one of you overflowed me. It's that all of you overflowed me kind of at the same time. Uh, and also, I went on a little bit of a spending spree about a month ago. And, and I bought a number of different bombers and, and whatnot. Um, I live next to a couple of fantastic outlets for getting craft beers, like rare craft beers. And unfortunately, I'll walk down the aisle and it's like, I gotta have that one. And uh, so a lot of it's on me. Like, like, I don't want you guys taking the blame for this one. It's on me that I filled that fridge. Uh, but you guys didn't help. All right. I do not have any 2020s. Everything I have is older. Ah. So, so I will... I will go with the 2019 ah. uh, uh, rare release, Big Bad Baptista Hazelnut Vanilla, uh, aged in whiskey, roasted with cocoa nibs, coffee, vanilla, and roasted hazelnut. Nice. Um, I also have the 2020 uh, double chocolate, double peanut butter in the fridge. I, I think I have the 2019 of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other one that I considered cracking open tonight, but I went, no, oh. I think we'll go standard. I think we'll go standard this time. So, I mean, it's the same base beer, so.
Joe, my God. Love that name, by the way. Uh, $10 donation. Thank you very much, Joe. I uh, got a T320 8-bay with perk H70 or H710. Issue is I only have two Seagate HT 3-terabyte drives and a Toshiba P300 3-terabyte. Would it be worth getting two more 3-terabyte to run a RAID 6 so long as I have them spin down on idle? Um, oof. I can't say that I really recommend running those 3-terabytes for long. Uh, you saw my issues with, with my... Aren't the three terabytes the worst ones to have? Three terabytes... There's some conflicting, there's some conflicting data on this. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of data points and then I'll also give you some conflicting data points. Uh, anecdotally, I've seen much more reports of three terabyte failures prematurely than I have of just about any drive capacity. I'm talking about three terabyte drives in general. Uh, as far as empirical data, uh, Backblaze did a, a survey back in 2015 where they found a 47% fail rate of Seagate uh, three terabyte drives uh, that had been deployed less than three years. So 47% chance of failure over a three-year period. And that was for drives manufactured in 2012. Um, <clears throat> I can tell you that the Seagate constellations that I bought that were manufactured in 2013, uh, I bought 16 of them. I experienced a 48% failure rate over just under a year, just under nine months. Um now, again, anecdotal, and I've also seen some claims of this, that because of the uh, proximity to the Fukushima nuclear disaster in Japan, pretty much the top-end drives that were coming out at the time were, were three terabyte drives. This is back in 2012. Uh that there may be an issue with a lot of the raw materials that are being used in three terabyte drives in general, because three terabyte was kind of an odd number. Uh, you, you don't really go odd numbers that often in tech. I mean, Seagate has some five terabyte, two and a half inch drives, but those are SMR and use a different technology. Um, but for the most part, it's been round numbers. It's been one terabyte, two terabyte, four terabyte, six, eight, 10, 12, et cetera. Um, yeah. So the threes were just kind of weird and they were produced at a time in which there was a very major nuclear disaster. Uh, and it's quite possible that three terabyte drives from just about any manufacturer are not as reliable as they should be. And I, like I said, anecdotally, I've seen that as well. Like if I have a two terabyte and a three terabyte and a four terabyte sitting next to each other, I'm putting my money on both the two and the four. I don't care the manufacturer. HDST three terabytes are mega cheap right now. Yeah, most three terabytes are mega cheap right now. Uh, I'm about to liquidate my three terabytes for like 15 bucks a piece on some unsuspecting Chia miner. <laughs> oh, we do we doing that game again? Well, uh, G-Pilot asked me to do it. Question. Sorry to interrupt. Curious about your, your beer. 
How, how does yours taste? Uh, mine is fantastic. Is it? What what barrel age did you say it was? Uh, or is, it, this, just, or is it just regular? Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, cocoa nibs, coffee, and aged in whiskey barrels. Mine's so, basically the same thing, and then they add a roasted hazelnut. Yeah, you got hazelnut and vanilla. And vanilla. Yours. Uh, Which is funny because there's actually like a caramely, vanilla-y sweetness to this. Mm. It, it's I a think, very, I it's a very uh, rich but lighter flavored sweetness. I think you're uh, uh, right to drink it now. This has really? not aged very well. Really, it is uh, kind of sour, actually. Huh. Uh, I've I've noticed for my personal taste, a lot of whiskey stuff can uh, become sour it for can. some reason. It can. Um, coffee, coffee itself can also give you a sour note um, if they depending upon how they add the coffee. Uh, so I am not too impressed with this one. It's not horrible, but um, yeah. you know how we always talk about dark sours? <laughs> <laughs> how there's no such thing on purpose? How there's no such true thing as a dark sour. It was a stout that they messed up. Yep. Um, yeah, this tastes like a, like a dark sour. Yep. Hmm. What's the ABV on this one? Well, if it's under 6%, it's a Dunkelweiss. If it's over 6%, it's a dark sour. <laughs> yep, very much. That's kind of what it tastes like, yeah. I mean, it's not like, like it. it's tarter than my uh, wild fermented oak aged beer. Really? Yes, it is much tarter than that. No, this is, it's chocolatey on the very back end. But like I said, there's this real light sweetness. Like um, you, you have your richer flavors, you know, your real dark chocolates and things like that. This is this is very much like the caramel and vanilla and butterscotch sweetness. Yeah, where it's it's a much no, more I mean, I, and then the big bad sweetness. the big bad Baptist. Uh, it's usually like really good. Mm -hmm. The double's great. Um, uh, there's some other really good ones, but yep. Um, yeah. That's what you get though for aging beer. Sometimes you just—that's right. You, you never know. It's and, a crapshoot. Uh, crapshoot. So, and for all we know, it, this release could have been infected. Don't know. Yep. Uh, even happens even to Goose Island. <laughs> yes, it does. Happens even to Fremont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we found out. Yes. Or even um, Firestone Walker. We had that. Uh... Yeah. That. Oh, that's that's the one I was thinking of. Was Firestone. Yeah. The, the Manhattan, the Manhattan, yeah, yeah the old Manhattan, like, yeah. Literally two same same, bought it from the same location. Both bottles tasted completely different. Yep, one bottle was fantastic, and we drank that one off camera with with the yeah. three of us, me, John, and Steve. And it's like that is a Manhattan. That is everything I want out of it. But it's also yeah. malty and fruity, and oh, that's so good. And then we, we went to make a video out of we it. We got to make a video out of this one. John goes, well, I got one more bottle, and so I I went down to John's and we made a Manhattan. And, uh, and drank the Manhattan, and then we had the beer again, and we both, both kind of, like, drank it and looked at each other and went. This doesn't taste like a... I think it really was, like, the next day. Yeah, yeah. We, we did it. Yeah, we met on a Friday. And yeah. then on, on Saturday, we decided to film that video. And so I came over and, and brought Manhattan makings, and, and we did it. And, and yeah, we both looked at each other just kind of going... Yeah. That's, um, that's this, not this the same. This is just a beer, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great.
Let's see. Uh, Dunkel wants to know, how did I solve my off-site backup problem? Simple. I ignored it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, here's the deal with my off-site backups. Is I cannot get anything better than 50 megabit uh, on an upload. Um, and I have right around 40 terabytes of data that I keep on site. Now, I do have a full backup of that, also kept on site, in the same rack. Uh, and that's a daily backup that runs. And then I have a, a nice long retention period on that backup as well. So I have about 55 or, or about 50 terabytes of data in that backup server right now. Um, but I have no realistic way to reliably get it off site. Um, I've... I've even considered doing differential backups and uh, uh, like like having Backblaze send me a couple of disks and I load all of my data onto there and then I send it to them and they put it in the cloud and then I just send them the differential data. The problem is each one of these videos ends up taking like 700 gigs. And so all of a sudden that's, a, that's almost a full terabyte that I've got to sling up twice a week. Uh, plus constantly changing data in, in other regards. And so I go through a lot of data on site. And unfortunately, I don't have even 100 meg or 500 meg on and up. So there's not a lot I can do to actually get the data off of my servers and to a location that makes sense. So. Second sponsor. Second sponsor, thank you. remember i swear i was uh <laughs> uh today's episode of talking heads is brought to you by linode if you've ever needed to host your own servers whether it be for a home or business but don't have the resources or time to invest in hardware power cooling or even space why not let linode host them for you if it runs on linux it'll run on linode that includes the software from most of the tutorials you found on my channel like how to run your own ad blocking recursive dns server vpn gateways cloud-based plex servers and more Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering or machine learning. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep your backups off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit when signing up for a new account and get your home lab or business started up today. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing and thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Linode. Uh, Novella Hub quickly asked, uh, can I explain what a IPL beer is? That's pretty easy. It's a brand new style of lager. It's an India pale India lager. Pale lager right. Yeah, it's essentially just your standard craft lager. Some people used to call them West Coast lagers, mm -hmm. um, and they used to be just called hop lagers. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is just a lager uh, that has been dry hopped like an IPA. Yep. That's really all it is. is yeah, if uh, you're looking to uh, get away from that 
I've uh, always that... seen them uh, marketed as either hopped lagers, and then we've also got hopped pilsners. Uh, I've, yes. I've, I've seen both styles. And, and this yeah. is just assigning a specific name to it. And so mm-hmm. the IPA wasn't always the IPA. It was, oh, we made an overly hoppy beer so it could yep. be transported from Britain to India, and it became the India Pale Ale and, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, in the same regard that a lot of different beer styles weren't exact. I mean, how many times have we gone from New England IPA to Hazy IPA? And, exactly. and that's just recently. And and that's just the beer finding its name. And and yes, I think exactly. right now the lager has or the, the lager with hops added to it or dry hopped lager has become popular enough and and regular enough that they've actually assigned it a name. Yeah, I mean and IPL makes the most sense. Yeah. Because IPA is an ale. And an L sense for lager, mm-hmm. so they're they're lagering this, mm-hmm. and so it's essentially kind of think of it more like a session IPA, but the way that so it's a lighter beer, supposed to be very crisp, very light, but a lot of hop notes. Most of the time, they're doing it with those citrus uh, um, hops, so citra mosaic, probably some strata or Willamette uh, Galaxy, Willamette Galaxy, yeah. um, El So to give it. Not that dirty note, but that tropical nice note to accent that nice light beer. It's it's these new summer lagers, and so it's, it's a very nice beer. It be and they're very new. So, uh, but if you see hot lager, uh, IPL, they're all the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's roughly only about our West Coast lagers. What I've also seen once before, um, they're relatively new within the past like five years or so. Yeah. Yep. Um... I'm actually a really big fan of hopped pilsners, but I don't see them nearly often enough. Like I, I like that crisp, um, crisp finish that a, that a good pilsner gives you. But the problem is I don't want to spend $8 for a craft pilsner uh, because it's like, oh yeah, 5.2%. Oh, here's another barrel aged stout for $8. Cool. I'll take that instead. Uh, hey, can you give the YouTube link for the Windows 11 event? Look up Windows 11 event YouTube link. Yep. Uh, as I say in the tutorial that's coming out on Friday, uh, my comment section isn't nearly as effective as the Google search bar. Uh, summer is coming. Watermelon beer? I've never been a fan. Really? I, I like Heller High Watermelon as a nice light beer. Yeah. Um, See, I I tend to go more shandy. Amendment. I I tend to go more straight shandy or even Rattler. Um, oh, I can see that. I do like a sour watermelon. So um, mm-hmm. for summertime, I don't like the big hazy bombs because they're just too yeah. overpowering. Yeah. I do like either a a nice traditional sour because they're lighter. A gose, uh, they have that nice oh, light and salty sweetness. Oh. Um, yeah, so experiment with those. You're and you're going to find a lot of fruit notes in that as well. Yeah. So, uh, do you think Nvidia will continue the 16 series in the future? Nope. That's what new architectures mean. Uh, <laughs> the 16 series was built on Turing, which was the uh, first generation RTX architecture minus the RTX parts. Uh, so the 1600 series was kind of a stopgap between the GTX Pascal series and the Turing series with RTX enabled, but they didn't want to add the RTX cores to some smaller dies because of 
uh, yields from the fab. And so they said, you know what, we'll just make some dies that just have straight up CUDA cores using the same Turing architecture minus the RTX and, and tensor cores. Um, now they're getting good enough yields out of everything that they can do RTX top to bottom in their product stack. So, uh, no, you will not see another non-RTX card unless RTX goes the way of physics, which it totally might, but uh, not likely. So, uh, especially since NVIDIA has been pushing machine learning, and what does machine learning best? RTX and tensor cores. So, why not uh, make a gaming feature that takes advantage of the enterprise features that you're already trying to sell to the people who actually spend money? There you go. There you go. Just curious. <clears throat> we did have a little bit of beer news. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. Sure, I could do it. I don't have the slides ready, but yeah. Okay. Well, one's kind of tech-based as well. Hmm. Has to do with 5G. So, and it's both up yours and mine, Alley. So. Nice. All right, uh, what, well, what, color me what, interested. What's, what cell phone provider do you have, Jeff? Oh, no, you're a Google. You I'm have Google, Google right? Fi. You're a Google Fi. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm a Verizon. I uh, My brother's, not Steve, but Mike, my brother Michael, the one in LA, he has a T-Mobile. And a, okay. a lot of people are T-Mobile. Yeah. yeah. And they came out with, what was it, like a year or two ago, the their version of 5G, which is not real 5G, <laughs> but it's 5G. Well, know, we can't call but, it faux anymore. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. What is it? It's like what a hundred? Yeah, uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. If it's good. Yeah. But to promote... they also merge with Sprint, which has famously terrible coverage. Oh God, I know. Uh, but to promote more of T-Mobile's 5G network, T-Mobile has actually uh, come up with uh, or is working with a company here in Oregon, in Eugene, a distillery in Eugene, to come up with their own 5G gin there we go <laughs> <laughs> this is something you and i can actually probably go pick up locally you know what i read the title i'm down i want one and they, they so they have a, a 5g gin and a 5g ginger beer mm -hmm. which both of us love yes i had a ginger beer for dinner today so uh we can get our own not a moscow mule Mos just a straight up ginger beer like Ice, yeah. ginger beer, pour, done. No, no, now we can make our own T-Mobile uh, Moscow Mule. We can make some 5G gin and tonics. Uh, five, five gins? Five, five gins? Five gin and tonics? Uh, their, their slogan is, it's 5G o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I know, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> but They got uh, to bed about 2.30 after writing that one, didn't they? Yeah, well... Uh, oh, just like just like tech news, beer news was a little. It wasn't iffy. much. There it wasn't, wasn't much, much, but uh, this one, this one I liked, and I was like, oh, I like gin, and yeah. and especially it's it's so it's from a ultra or it's Her um, heritage distilling out of Eugene, Oregon. Okay, I know them. Yeah, and and, and it's not Eugene, it's Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. No. Eugene. Yeah. Eugene, Oregon. You, you, uh, as my old math teacher from Eugene, Oregon used to say, you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Eugene. So, uh, G, yeah, get, I, G gets the emphasis. U does not. Eugene. Eugene, yeah. There you go. Much so, better. 
Oregon, <laughs> Oregon. It's yeah, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. It's not Willamette, Willamette. Chamawa. Shima oh god. Chamawa. <laughs> yeah, Chamawa is Chimawa. what I hear a lot of. I hear Chimawa. a lot of people Chamawa. That's what my GPS says is Chamawa. Chamawa. <laughs> and by the way, for all the people who gave me crap about how to pronounce Shakopee, uh, <laughs> come to the Northwest sometime. That's all I yeah. can say. So it, they come say visit. Very... Come meet me in Puyallup, Washington, and we'll talk. So they say it's a very uh, uh, garden-like gin. So I, I would I would be down to buying a bottle. Totally. I think I think if it's uh, locally distributed, uh, if I saw it at a liquor store, I would totally totally buy. I mean, if I bought Rainier gin, I will buy that. If you bought Pabst whiskey, you'll buy that. That's right. So, either one. Don't don't bring Rainier's good name into this. <laughs> good name. <laughs> name, I, I guess. I think I think if Rhett stopped drinking them, their sales would go down twenty five percent. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least in the Willamette area. <laughs> yes. Our Oregon sales are down one third. What happened? Well, what Rhett happened? bought a house. Yeah, Rhett bought a house, and, and Son so of he a had bitch. to he had to scale down to like I think it's like Pale Horse or something like that. It's called. <laughs> it's been drinking a lot more flat tire lately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something a little cheaper. Rainier's too expensive for him now. All right. Yet again, you bring me Budweiser news on the show, John. What the crap? Hey, well, well, I you know everyone needs insurance. Yeah, everyone needs insurance these days. Everyone needs insurance. And, and you know what? Uh, even Canadians, they need insurance. <laughs> and Budweiser is going to give Canadians what they need with barbecue insurance. <laughs> That's what they need. <laughs> but this is the true thing. Have you ever uh, ruined a rack of ribs? Because honestly, I'm down for this insurance plan. Yeah, I, I, ha I have a rack of ribs in my fridge right now that that I'm I'm thinking about for Sunday, and uh, man, that's like a four hour cook. It and, is. Oh, if you do that wrong, you're you got game. You're just like beef jerky and it all up. Right, right. Um, but essentially, that is exactly what Budweiser is providing people. Uh, again, exclusively for Canada. Um, but it is um, barbecue. Yet again, Canadians get all the healthcare coverage. <laughs> yeah this is yeah <laughs> um but uh i don't know my, now now if like lagunitas did this i'd be like oh i'm, I'm gonna sign up i don't i don't know if i'd want the budweiser version <laughs> yeah yeah um can you at least but, give so, me like sierra nevada <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so what they're going to be doing is essentially it's not technically insurance. It's still just a giveaway, but it's a great gimmick. We've always talked about Budweiser as much as we rag on their uh, beer. It's the barbecue their, beer. Yeah. Their marketing has always been phenomenal. Them, Miller Lite, you know, the big three are great at doing Miller Bud Coors. It's what you look forward to at the Super Bowl. It's why everyone watches the Super Bowl is because Miller, Bud, and Coors. Yeah. And so, but essentially is if Bud. you do wreck your rack of ribs, you can then go uh, and Bud. submit your story to Budweiser, your insurance claim, as they're calling it. <laughs> and they will uh, essentially reimburse you by putting you into a drawing. 
to to fix your barbecue. Um, now, I, I believe it's a couple hundred thousand people will win, so it is a pretty likely chance. It's not like one person wins, but they'll right. they'll send you a new barbecue, some you know uh, aprons, two hundred dollars in in beer or a certificate for beer. That's a lot like of that. Budweiser. Yeah, it is. So it, it is kind of cool. So if and we do have some Canadian followers that do watch this show. We do. So that's why I thought I'd at least put this up there for this that. This is a global show, by the way. It is. I saw I saw a couple people over in. Uh, we have what Sweden's. We have people from. We got England. an Argentinian uh, donation today. Like yeah, exactly. Seriously, Australian. Uh, no, that was New Zealand. No, or, or no, but, but we have but Australian. Yeah, we, we we viewers. have we have Australian viewers, but the donation was New Zealand. So yes, New Zealand. I um, recognize you. You are on my map. <laughs> Those, those kiwis those kiwis uh have you ever been to the the subreddit uh world maps without nz no <laughs> it's a collection of people taking photos of in in out like out and about like i went to like pottery barn today and here's like this coffee table that has a world map on it and there's no new zealand on it <laughs> <laughs> and so it's nothing but that but new zealand being <laughs> left off a world map <laughs> oh they're tiny little island <laughs> What is it? Sheep and kiwi fruit? Yeah, pretty much. That's their commodity. Sheep, <laughs> kiwi pickets. fruit, and Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's pretty much it. I, I think they, they have more white picket fences than uh, anyone else. Yep. <laughs> so um, there was one one other one. We've done a similar story to this before, but um, I said we've done shipwreck yeast before. Yes. Um, this one is kind of interesting because it's a, a shipwreck off of the coast of, I think it was uh, Scotland or England, somewhere in the UK. Uh, Scotland. Uh, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. And so 120 year old treasure was found essentially. And a lot of treasure was found. Right. <laughs> and they're all sealed. Right. Uh, and so the interesting Can I thing get was, one of these? Right? I just want a bottle. I want one. I, <laughs> I so, want a, so want one. It, it is so well preserved that if you scroll down to, I think it's the third picture down, it even still has the name on the next one down. The name is on the label. Oh, good God. It's on the wax seal still. Yes. It's so oh. well preserved. It's still that good. Um, so, but they were able to extract the yeast of this and clone the original yeast strain. Now, the original yeast strain, as the wow. uh, scientist put it, um, was interesting. Uh, she described it as tasting like sweaty horse. <laughs> right. And, and she's like, no, this is a good thing because, <laughs> <laughs> because wild brewery fermenters will love this because they get a chance to experiment with things for, like... For, for, for Ryan, if you're still watching the show... Uh, that's not a phrase we used often with, uh, with describing our different IPAs and loggers and things no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Sweaty this, horse is not a, th this a one has, has a definite note of sweaty horse as well as, uh, <laughs> lemur balls. And <laughs> yes, no, as, as we have done some weird flavored beers, uh, reviews on here, mm -hmm. um, sweaty horse has never been a description we've talked about. No. 
And that's that a is first a direct for me. Quote in the article. So if you want to look through the article, it's a pretty Although, although we have article. read about breast milk, whale fecal matter, guano, like yeah, last we last week we did the goose gamut. poop. Yeah, goose poop. That's right. Good, yeah. I think I even tagged Goose Island. I was like, how come you guys didn't get on this game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, that was interesting. And so the really cool thing, this isn't the oldest. I think the other one we talked about was like 210 years. So it's not the oldest, but I think this is one of the largest. Uh-oh. Did we lose John? Um, oh, there you go. You, you, you literally blinked out at the... Uh! I- yeah, and you're still blinking out. John, John, oh, can you go. hear me? Yes, hello. Your internet connection is unstable. Someone's downloading. Can you hear me? You got yes, me? yes, I got All you. All right. All right. John, that, that John, one. are you there? John. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I think this is one of the largest sunken collections ever found. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Um, and And they were able to, because it was so well-preserved, uh, some of the other ones, the older ones, a lot of the bottles were broken or things were broken about it. This was extremely well preserved. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was this was really, really cool. Uh, I am I would love if if anyone over in the UK sees anything about this, please go read this article if you're watching and see if you can find this yeast of I will pay for the international shipping. Oh, easy. I wanna know what sweaty horse tastes like. <laughs> I told you, Ryan, it is a slippery slope. <laughs> I have tasted everything. I need else this in beer. sweaty horse beer. I need sweaty horse beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want this can be a, a, a Kentucky Derby sponsored beer. Right? I mean Thompson <laughs> Brews exclusive. Exactly. I will do it. I will drink it. I I will drink a fresh bottle too. I have no problem doing that either. Mm-hmm. So, but that is all the beer news as we have it. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve is outside your garage stealing your Wi-Fi, Novella Hub says. Probably. He's probably trying to get in and I wouldn't and, put and it past some him. of my beer. No. Well, I got all those uh, Mother of Storms the other day. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, such a deal. Such a deal. I got you one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking... God, I paid. I got mine at a good deal, and I paid twenty seven for mine. Exactly. No, they're they're like thirty two, thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I go to the little like um, once a week. I go to like again for samples, and it's like I go to this little local tap room, and it's a hole in the wall. Yeah. And they opened up a second location, which is they moved to their main brewery, and so they kind of neglect a small location. And so for them to kind of still stay relevant, they get a lot of rare stuff there. That's yeah. why I really like it. And the uh, the local bartender there knows me because I'm usually the first one in the door. Um, <laughs> I, I go grab it's my- It's 11 I o'clock. My... John, what are you doing here already? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, I, there have been plenty of- Well, I spilled beat... a toner cartridge today. <laughs> there have been plenty of times <laughs> I've beaten her there before, <laughs> before opening. Um, but usually I was like, okay, can I get four ounces of this? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let me try this for my little. It's like I, I just want four ounces of that. Okay, um, 
they had the barley wine. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Um, so for those who I, don't follow John on Twitter, uh, John walked into this tap house and they had Mother of All Storms, what was ooh. it, 2018, 19, and 20? They, they had, they had a, a 19 and 20. A 19, 19 and 20. 20. Um, it was full shelf all the way to the back. Yeah. So, so they had Mother of All Storms from Pelican Brewing, which is a barrel-aged barley wine. Oh, Steve's um, personal favorite. Yes, his, his favorite beer of all times. Uh, by the way, they sneak just under the Oregon ABV requirements, being uh, oh, yeah. one of them was 17.75 ABV, the other is 19.5 ABV. Yeah, so it's not, 20 is, is the max. This is not mead. This is not a spirit. This is not an Irish cream. This is an ale. This is a beer. This is, is a barley, barley wine. wine belt. Yeah. Right. And so at like 19%. Jeff was saying, like Jeff was saying, a steal is twenty-seven dollars a right. bottle. That is a steal. How much uh, do I, I owe you? Seventeen fifty. Yeah, that's how much they were selling them for a two-year-old bottle. For a two-year-old bottle, brand yeah. news are thirty-five. For a twenty-twenty, they were selling it for nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, and it was like. Oh my gosh! I bought yeah. so I bought Steve as a Christmas present. It was like a 2016 or something like that. And that was like forty bucks. I was like, yeah, oh, here, oh, here's a Christmas present. And I saw these, and I was like messaging everyone on, on the yeah. the Discord, like, you guys want this? You guys want this? Come on, come on! I'm only yeah. here for like thirty minutes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm on my lunch break. You got to respond I'm now. On my lunch I... break. You got to do it now. Yes! You got to do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I have a 2020 in my fridge, and, yeah. and I have a 2020 on my fridge for when Steve can finally make it back up here for a live show. And so we're going to crack that one open uh, here on the show. But John John reached out and said, hey, do you want a 2019? And I went, well, I don't have one one of those. Yeah, <laughs> so. and I was like, and then I said, here's the price. I was like, that's basically half off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. It's I half what I paid that. for mine, and that's not even fair. I know. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then I, I asked her, is there a limit on buying them? She's like, no, they're not. Mm -hmm. We're just going to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. What it was, what happened was, so they're one of the ones that when you're in the beer industry, uh, it's, I, it's not nice, but it is a pay to play. Yes. Un unfortunately, uh, they, they say they don't, but they all do. They all do. They all do. Um, uh, the, the main business, if you call them up the brewery, they'll say, no, we don't. The rep, because the rep decides who gets what, it is pay to play. Uh, you buy this keg and you host an event and we'll and, start. And we'll, we'll give start, you, and we'll give you six crates of this. We'll give you six crates of this. We have to add it, but you have to buy it all. So yep. it's like you pony up the money. Essentially what it was, was because they had that relationship already built and they had to keep buying this, um, you know, the stuff happened in 2020 and then uh, they couldn't do events anymore of the release of that beer because it's usually a fall, end of summer, fall yep. release. And so they yeah, can usually do that. August to October will get the new mother of all storms, the new mother of all storms. Yep. And so because it's, it's a more of a winter fall beer. Uh, and they, so they couldn't do anything with it. They were just holding on. They're like, we have to get rid of this because we had to buy it to maintain our relationship. We're selling it at cost, basically, you yep. know, with, with a 10% increase just so we kind of make tips or, or pay the employee yep. uh, that, who's, who's selling it. Pay and for the so, refrigerator to keep them cool on the shelf. Yeah. Right. So it's just, all right, I bought four. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was the most mother of storms I have ever bought and the cheapest I have ever bought them. Right. The cheapest I've ever bought a mother of all storms, I think is 24 bucks. And John goes, yeah, 1750. I went. <laughs> oh yeah. And the bad part is they were there two weeks prior to that. And I didn't even like, ah, I didn't even ask. That's the that's the one bad part about this place is you have to ask prices on all of the beer, yeah. even the canned stuff and everything. They don't label anything, so it's like, how much is this? How much is that? Mm -hmm. Some places it works for a little corner shop like that. Yeah, it mm -hmm. works out because you know, beer. There's a couple near me that do it that way too, and you you yeah, know those right. shops. Yeah, I know the shops. Yeah, you know the so. shops. <laughs> um, uh, that's actually where I got the the big bad Baptiste, which oh was yeah. only thirteen dollars. That's actually a good deal. That's a good. That's deal. a really good deal. Yeah. So that's one of the local ones to me that sold it to, for thirteen bucks. I also got the uh, the double for fourteen fifty. I do. I prefer the double over the standard. Totally, so. but I'm not going to snub my nose at either one. No, no. Uh, so it is. It is. We got three minutes. We've done a lot of Q and A. I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little Picard. I think we have to. I think we so, have to. I was like, it's, so it's question time is over. Question I think we need to talk some Picard. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna like, yeah, double. Oh, we're getting the headphone down. Okay, we're like, all right, we're now, blocking out the world. Yep, it's like nothing else but this right now. <laughs> okay, I am we, fully engaged. We predicted. We totally predicted the the intro. Of Q. I mean, I'm pretty sure any Star Trek fan probably did, but you, we, we, how many times have we said this is how they should have done it? I mean, right. the intro to the trailer should have been the ending of season one. Yeah. Really should have been the ending. It really should have been. Jean Luc, the game is just beginning. And snap, no golem. That was the only, that's really the only bad part I really hated about season one. Yeah. It, it was, was that last part, the last. 15 minutes. Yeah, where it was like, we're trying to wrap it up, and all of a sudden, like, Seven of Nine and Raffi are a thing, and it's like... It was like, what was that? And yeah, They exactly. just met each other, and all of a sudden, they're they're doing this number. Like, I was like, don't... Don't, like, don't, don't. Like, I'm totally cool with that, if that's I'm, where the story goes, but they literally just met three days ago. I know, and, and then, like, yeah, Raffi's son was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Right, there, there were a couple of sidelines that went on that I'm like, really, like... That doesn't pertain to the story at all. No, yeah, exactly. And and so, but uh, because, uh, so the first trailer was amazing. I thought the first trailer was, was just great. You know, it totally mm -hmm. led on to Q, but it also led on to the first scene we saw of Data and Picard playing cards. And there's the yeah. Queen of Hearts, and, you know, and then we get the Q. And it is, I am... Super excited for the why John Luke? Well, John Luke, you're so old. Yeah, and, you're, and, no, and you're we, older than I expected. You're older than I expected, and it's like you know that's going to be that transformer. Like I have to look like you, right? I, I I would be even completely fine with a little bit of de aging for that one scene. I totally I would, would be, be as well. I'd be totally fine. I, I want to see young q oh, I, I want, want i want to see q. stan does does this uh make you feel any more human john Luke? Yes. You, you know and and yes. like snap and all of a sudden he's old q and it's like you just explained everything because oh yeah that's, that's all you have that's all you have to do please i don't even care if the graphics is bad the de-aging is bad i want to see young i don't q. care if he looks like general tarkin i want to see young q for like six seconds on screen exactly that's exactly that's what i want that's all i want to see 
I do think that will be the end of episode one. That's how I think. I think that'll hit the cards trying to figure out where the hell he's at, where the hell he's at. Something's happening. It's going to be a very peaceful episode. Um, There might be then the introduction of say a major, uh, a semi-major conflict that might be brewing. Yeah. And then Q shows up and, or, or, or ever the world goes blank and Picard wakes up like, what, what happened? What's going on? And we hear yeah. Q's voice and that's the end of episode one, you know, and then yeah. episode two kind of explains. So, so I'm rewatching the trailer literally right now. And we're seeing all of the, the different characters from season one kind of like wake up in different states. And so we see, uh, we see the doctor, we see seven, we see, uh, Captain Rios and whatnot. Um, yeah. and, uh, seven's probably the most startling because this, like, yes. Where's well, this at? That, well, there's that, there's that. If you notice her hand, yeah, her hand has a, her hand has a wedding band on it. Yeah. Yeah. And seven so... is married and she's never been assimilated. I, I like that John went like, she's, she's married as the primary thing beyond like, she's never been assimilated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's just Annika. She's not well, seven of nine. So, so then, now, so I... Was she destined to meet Jacote? I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll find out. No, yeah, right? I don't think... Now, we are we are told that uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, newer uh, recurring characters. I believe uh, Jordy's coming back. I believe... Um, uh, Michael Dorn was seen on set Mike, a number of times. Yes, Michael Dorn. Well, yeah, he was. He was I, seen... I still, I so want, I so want, I want a bunch of Q references of like, where's the Chrome Dome guy? Or where's the man <laughs> with the ridges? Or, you know, where, you know, I want- I thought I want, better of you, Mr. Worf. Yes, I, yeah. uh, growl at me one more time. <laughs> um, I, I want- He gave Jordy his sight back at one point and then took it back away. <laughs> I, I want, I want references to- the older episodes yeah. with Q. I want I want him to sling something of like, oh, what you didn't like it when you were Robin Hood or or, or, or right. where's your band of merry men now, Picard? I am not a merry man. Yeah, it's some it's just just a line, just a line. Yeah. I don't need a lot. I just want a line. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do wonder though how much he is in this, as it it is going to be more of a I'm going to introduce Q uh, and then he does a snap messes, and then it's going to be six episodes of messing with Picard. Uh, of, of No, so here's how... Or, or six episodes of Picard trying to fix and figure out what's going on with the, the universe. Right. And Guinan's probably the only one that knows what's going on or like mm-hmm. she recognizes that something's off. That's yep. why we're going to have uh, Whoopi Goldberg back. That was already confirmed. Um, and then uh, and then the last two episodes, we see Q again. I don't really want that because Q was always involved. In the, he would always randomly pop well, up. Well, here's what I'll say. Is Q was the primary antagonist through TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, he introduced other antagonists. Uh, Borg, such yeah. as the Borg and whatnot. But Q was always, from episode one to episode 131, uh, the primary antagonist. He was introduced at Farpoint, and he was the season, the series finale. Finale, yeah. Um, and it was the judgment of humanity. And uh, 
And like I said, you cannot do Star Trek Picard without doing Jean-Luc. The game is just beginning. Oh, you, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you have to include Q. And why Q was not included in the first series or season, I don't know. But well, we do well, know I, that I Q is a constant antagonist. But at the same time, Q likes to, like set a challenge and then snap his fingers and go see how you solve this one Jean-Luc and and then he comes back like two years later and goes so did you figure out the question did you did you solve my puzzle kind yeah. of thing um and I love that Lower Decks took a shot at this as well with the 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 crew dressed as like chess pieces with like a soccer goal in the background and, and oh, also yeah. a field goal and like, uh, I think this I is Q, some sort of game. Q, I don't have time for this crap right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was he, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, apparently, because that was his him voicing it in season one. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to make another vo uh, voice appearance in season two. Yeah. Um, which was already then confirmed. Uh, they're already renewed for season three. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do think. So here's the thing I think about Picard and why he wasn't introduced in season one. Now, I, I, I think it was because they didn't know how well received if they were going to do a one-off for Picard because this was kind of a big launching point for the CBS network streaming service. It was like, oh, there's Discovery, but we have Picard. Oh my gosh, and you have to subscribe to our, our service to get Picard. And I think they're yeah. trying to make it a one-off and and and, I and then think Picard did... survived, and they went, "Well, shit, we need to sell them on a second season." And and like we like I was saying earlier, that last episode just felt like the writers were like, "We didn't end. We never wrote an ending." Yeah. Oh man, this is doing really well. How how do we end this? How what what do we do? Do we kill him off? I think they really did want to kill him off. I think they did. I think they did, and they and they they chickened out at the last minute. I think Excel. I think, I think they so. got renewed at at episode eight while it was filming and said, "Well, we need to go with the Picard Live script." Yes, exactly. And then, <laughs> so that's what makes me think. And, and I think they botched that ending. And they're like, "How do we make it a better ending? How do we? How did TNG end? Right. Q. How did right. how did it begin? How did it end? How do we end Picard? And that's the reason why I think Picard season two is the end of Picard. I'll agree with that. Um, and, and, what, I, what I will say is... I had a thought and I lost it. Hold on. I'll get it back. Hold on. Picard, season one. Season two is going to be the end. the balls to kill him? No, I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's 10.07. So, this is a really good yeah. stout. What do you want? Right? Yeah, we got to finish the beer. Mm -hmm. um, so... There are some interesting cues in this trailer. Back to the trailer. Uh, we see Jean-Luc back in a Starfleet, Starfleet uniform. Yeah. We don't know if this is past or present because he kind of was semi-accepted back in to Starfleet. Or he, like, yeah, he... he he was not. He's not. A, he's not a horrible guy. Jean Luc, you saved the entire universe again. I guess yeah. we will reinstate you as an admiral. Admiral. So we don't like, know if or that's the or path he or... never left because the Vulcan assault or the Romulan assault never happened. Never happened. Mars. 
Now, see, that that's an interesting snap for Q. That never happened. Right. Because Data would still be dead. Data? So Yeah, Data's still th- dead. Because then we, we still see what's-her-face in, in, in the trailer. Uh, Allison. Allison, Whatever yeah, her the, name is. Yeah. So we still see her. So if the if that never happened... Sorry, I, I just know Allison Pills. I've seen her in other things. I don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember her name either. The twin sister. Because we still see it's her because she's still wearing the necklace, the same necklace. Yeah. Of saying, I have a twin no, sister. No, Allison Pills is the doctor. Oh, no, there's her. But I was talking the uh, Data's yeah. daughter. Data's daughter, yeah. So uh, she still exists. She still exists. So we come because we see, but we don't know if that's her because the twins both had that necklace, and in the trailer yeah. they're wearing that necklace. So mm-hmm. if if theoretically the Vulcan homeworld ne- or the Romulan homeworld never exploded, yeah, that's what Q changed. Picard then would have just been an old admiral, just probably doing politics yeah which it kind of does look like what he's doing he's speaking to a large audience yeah um or he got reinstated and this is time travel and and i love that the ferengi are in the federation at this point oh yeah well by the way if no one caught that there's there's a ferengi flag in the background i did not catch that there's a ferengi flag among the eight federation flags so right interesting interesting but yeah human Human. But we do see char- in the trailer, characters are... Mm-hmm. It almost seems they're self-aware that something happened, too. Yes, so, like I, I saying- believe that's part of it, is that we, we see, like I said, we see all of these characters kind of waking up and going... Yes, very doing very that number. Uh, Rios is the Q. most obvious one. Uh, so Rios and Picard were the two that struck me, because all yeah. of a sudden Picard is in the not necessarily like a, a traditional Star Starfleet uniform, but he's got a combat on. He's got he's got pips on, but it's a it's a leather shouldered and black uh, uniform. Well, and it's he's the new, it's the it's the new uniforms. It's the new uniforms. Right? Have. No, 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 no. Not when he's addressing the Federation. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but in the very opening of it. He's wearing a completely black outfit, but yes, with yes, black yes, leather black, shoulders black, and a combat black, yeah. and pips. Very and kind of, kind of almost like his jacket that he had. What was that season five? Like a Section Thirty One style thing. Maybe kind of halfway yeah. in between. Maybe yeah, maybe special ops. Maybe or I'm reaching, like that. but uh, I think you're reaching on that. I'm one. probably reaching on that one. Anyway, but but we see him, and then Rios was the other one that really struck me. Where all of a sudden he's he's got a glove on his left hand, but he's got a Starfleet com badge or or insignia at least on his chest, and and whatnot, and he's and, and he's reaching up and he's going like, "What the hell is this doing here?" Well, kind and what's thing. special about that one is, it but he's on his own ins- ship, but it's got a special insignia on it too. Yeah, and okay, I I'll, I'm looking over the Picard footage. It is not the traditional badge that we see in in season uh, one of Picard where he, where he kind of dusts off that communicator mm-hmm. and, and taps it. It is, it is a completely different badge. So yes, you're probably right. Something's different before Q enters in. So maybe that theory of Picard got back in the good graces of, damn you, Picard, whatever that admiral who starts cursing right. for no reason, that right. stupid scene. Um, <laughs> the pointless, pointless scene. Uh, <laughs> 
I will say I do love Q's outfit of just like the black. Oh, it's uh, so great with the full so, formal and the yeah, little hand, formal, like, the little handkerchief on and the. I on think I think he looks. Square. I think he looks great in it too. I think. Yeah. Uh, was it John Delancey or whatever? Yeah. He looks. He looks good. He looks, he looks good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Picard. Does this does this make you feel better about your age? Yes. Like there are like so many different lines that Q could deliver there. That's just like. Mm. <laughs> he, I mean, I mean, I mean, just hearing him say Mo Capitan is like, oh, you, you know, he's just like, I'm right back in it. I'm, I'm, I'm back in it. I'm right back into that character. I'm right back in that zone. Yeah. I know exactly how to do it. You know, some, sometimes when you do, you get old actors and they're trying to reprise a role. Yeah. It doesn't quite work because they are like, I, I want to redo it my way, how I think the character would be now. Right. No, he's like, I'm going to keep it the exact same. No, no. John Delancey as Q, holy crap, there has never been a more picture-perfect uh, pairing in Hollywood history. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as like the arrogance and the entitlement and everything that Q that Q has, because remember Q is immortal and a God Q has whatever power he wants to bestow upon himself. That is allowed by the Q continuum. And he just likes toying with Picard. He found Picard and he goes, you're kind of fun. Let's, let's see how this goes. If I change this or if I change that and, yeah. And he just does these random things and he's a phenomenal character and, and, and it couldn't be embodied any more perfectly than it is by John Delancey. Oh yeah. They, they tried with other cues. Didn't work. No. Or other character playing. Other There's cues. a little bit of cue in breaking bad and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it is. Um, <laughs> but no, I think. Snap. I, I, cranes pla crane you know planes crash in midair. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. General is going, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Cooking with two picks. <laughs> now I am I am I'm betting we're gonna get probably one more trailer. Yes. Um and then I'm it super sounds like twenty twenty two though. Like I'm guessing January because that's I'm when they launched January. season well, one that, two that, years ago. That was season one was January. Yeah. yeah. So I am I am I'm betting we're gonna get October November another trailer. Yeah. And and to remind everyone, um, the filming was delayed. Yes. Because of everything, so that's that's why it, it probably would have been released uh, probably winter of this year maybe not fall I, I i would say probably we'd we'd be watching it right now yeah maybe had it maybe. not been for because they were renewed before the season ended yeah true. and and Good so point. we would be watching that now yeah so but i think because i'm really hoping because of that mm -hmm. they were able to refine script and, and plot points and and really being like uh, that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping uh, i don't mind i would I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, um, you know, and, and also working out other people's schedules for more guest appearances. Um, especially if this is the last one, you kind of want to see as many TNG returners. I believe Beverly Crusher is supposed to be making an appearance in this season. Um, and theoretically, theoretically, 
I don't, I, I'm curious how, I guess data could come back, but I am curious how they are going to do the whole Golem uh, Picard Q thing. And like, will Q reference that? He like, almost like, oh, it, he, you're not quite yourself, Picard. Something's yeah. off. You, you know, look you old. Seem, you look you're old. older you look than I expected. Statuesque or right. rigid or droid, right. you know, so, something along that lines because Picard is not technically human now. He uh, is in, in Q's reincarnation, Picard is back to human. Could be. Could, well, we don't know how the time travel works or whatever, but we don't If Seven doesn't story. have her implant, Picard is Q still human. Q can do whatever he wants, though. If he can Seven leave, he can doesn't no. have her implant. No, 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 no. Because, because. Then last of, season of Picard lied to us, and Picard wrong, is wrong, no wrong, longer wrong, human. No, no, wrong, 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 wrong. Because remember the Q episode where he transports them to Nottingham. Yes. And 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 it is that is not a Captain I must protest. I am not a merry man. Exactly. And so Picard and the crew are still themselves, but the, he time traveled them back and then created a fantasy. It wasn't a holographic error. It was no, we're back in time essentially. So it's still the same people. And and that works out to why everyone is freaking out and being like I know what we are. Or, or, or what I should be and where I should be at. And so that's why Seven of Nine freaks out because she still remembers or is theoretically should be who they are. So maybe bodily wise, Picard is normal Picard, but mentally he's like, I know I'm, I die and I should be this golem character. Right. But then theoretically he should still have an artificial heart. Oh, he's always going to have the artificial heart because that happened in the Academy. Exactly. Well, did the golem take that away from him in, in end of season one? Because at the end of season one, that was a thing of like, right. Oh, they didn't clone that part. They never mentioned it. So people speculated that they didn't clone that. Why would you do that? And then all you're they not, said is- You're not going to clone a heart defect. Well, uh, well they did Or, or, that. or an artificial you're, you're, heart. You're not going to do said, that. All, all, but, but at but the same time, he's now android at, slash man. Right. But they said they're you're going to die at the same approximate age that we were expecting you to die. Which is about another 6 years. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you're you're 9, you're 89. Oh, you got 2 years. Okay, we're going to waste the one golem in the universe that's perfect for 2 years. Good right. luck. Thank you. Well, it gives us an end date for this episode. <laughs> yep. So Ugh. I, I'm looking for it, and I'm looking. Is Picard to... just Venom at this point, looking for the next host? <sighs> no, but <laughs> but I, I I am looking forward to January's Talking Heads. Yep. To where the last twenty minutes of every episode we get to that second Picard again. <laughs> I can't wait. I I'm personally just happy that we have new Star Trek to talk about. And it's yeah. relevant, and people actually like it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. I again, I thought season three. Novella Hub this... says Doctor Pulaski has Picard's heart. <laughs> <laughs> that now that would be the ultimate cameo. Or did she die? Oh, I think she might have. Hold on.
who's the actor? Diana. No, she's still alive. Oh, okay. she's eighty-two. It's not bad. Yeah. So she's only seven years older than Q. So that I would love to see like her and Beverly Crusher being like, oh, we got to be the, the two top doctors. Yeah. In, in Starfleet. Yeah. Type of a thing. That would be the best troll. We, we know for... Beverly Crusher eventually captained her own ship as a medical vessel and whatnot. No, we don't. Now is an alternate universe. That, that was in all good things. You're correct. But that's one of the things that probably happened. No, that's a, that's an alternate. Crusher was a was a commander on the Enterprise. She was third in command behind Riker. Uh, only because doctors have to take the command exam. Right, Head medical officers have to take the command exam. And, but and... but but it was in in order of rank. It was Jean Luc Picard, William T. Riker, Beverly Crusher. Yes. You know, yeah, okay, so pro no, I She think was protocol, a commander. She was a commander, but uh data was so a lieutenant commander. Lieutenant commander. He would be lieutenant so but though I think Jordy was right, lieutenant commander, Worf was lieutenant, not lieutenant, not promoted to not, lieutenant commander until Star Trek so Generations. The, yeah. And then and then but wait, so what was Data? Data was lieutenant data was, commander. Lieutenant commander. Behind so, Jordy. So, but he was technically classified as third officer. I believe at one point they kind of mentioned that. Yes, but technically, I Beverly Crusher outranked because, Data. Because Data, I think it comes down to, though, it's when the, the commanding officer is incapacitated right. that the doctor takes over. But because of ranking, um, uh, that's... Yeah, it could be another hole. Mm -hmm. But there was that episode what where Data takes command and then kind of becomes serious with um, right. I forget what some of the officers. Yeah. But then why didn't Beverly Crusher crush then, then? Yeah, where, where he York. dresses down Worf in the ready room. That was amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So so then why doesn't why doesn't why didn't Beverly Crusher take yeah. command? So I think that episode kind of explained that there is probably a hierarchy within the command structure of Oh, Steve, never change. What? <laughs> what does he say? Uh, Steve says, I want to see Beverly Crusher doing Starfleet PSAs about the importance of wearing space condoms, especially with androids. <laughs> well, they're, they're, I want to see her do one of like, the you know yoga what, Steve? Outfits. They are fully functional and, and learned in, in many models. different techniques and positions. And so. But I would, I would, I would love almost a nod to Beverly Crusher and Doctor Polanski being like the top two uh, medical field scientists, and yeah. they butt heads constantly. Oh God, that would be amazing. That's like fun. just like I disagree and I disagree on this, and then for some reason they both have to like come together for like a heart surgery or or some stupid thing like yeah. that, you know. But everything else they disagree on is like. That's perfect. I, I just want that one liner. I just I want that book to where, or even a reference of like here's a here's a paper I wrote where but Dr. Polanski, even a reference, mm -hmm. uh, totally disqualified your theory on this, something like that. I was like, perfect. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know something small like that. Um, we do see 
the Romulan butlers uh, are back. Yep. Which I kind the the Irish Romulan butlers. I like them. They, I like. I em. did like them. I did like them. Uh, the one things I didn't the Tal Shiar butlers. Yeah, the Tal Shiar uh, butlers. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like how some of the tech in season one was. To where they're like, we can retrace the whole DNA in the room. I didn't like that. I right. That was a that, that was a gimme. Uh, oh, oh, these are that the was the elite. CSI enhance of Star Trek. Picard. Yeah, uh, and there's more elite people than just the Tal Shiar. There's someone even above us. Like what? Uh, okay, and they're all female. What? And they hate androids. But oh, how really convenient! Good. Yeah, right. And, and but they can't scrub a computer right. <laughs> you know you know i was like what wait you hate technology you hate androids but you have no idea how to scrub a computer so you're just gonna like falsify files eh. but i did like their characters of, yes. of the idea of ex Shiar agents basically saying look our planet is dead picard tried to save us we get that we respect that and we're going to help this man who tried to help our planet and species and i really like that yeah so uh I, and we, we're at least we see the wife i assume she's the wife um we I'm didn't assuming. see the, the male the male character so, but I'm I'm looking forward to at least one more probably trailer and then our weekly discussion if not bi-weekly, because, you know, I'm only on ever so often, but you and I obviously are probably the two larger. Uh, the other two, Steve and Rhett, do enjoy Star Trek. They really do. Right. Um, and, and they love their sci-fi, but there's other things. But you and but, I but, really But like only Star you Trek. and I bring the gravitas to the, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, to yes. the conversation. Yes. So we, we really get into it into where we'll argue. And even online and Twitter we will argue TS, uh, TNG versus DS9s and, and whatnots. Yep. So yep. Um, if you are looking forward to that, follow both of us on Twitter, Craft Computing or Hops and Brews, um, for the latest and greatest. Check out the Discord. If you are looking for an awesome community to check out, if you've even stayed this long for this video, the Discord is probably the place for you. So you like this kind of content. There is so much content in there. There's memes, there's trading, there's server work. There is going on to star charts now we got. It is so many car parts. We have an exclusive talking heads area. There's general chat. We are probably one of the best communities. Like I said earlier, other hosts from other tech channels join this Discord just to be a part of it because it is so awesome. And all we ask, all we ask is a minimum of at least $1 but more is always appreciated because it truly is one of the things that actually does put the lights and cameras in all of craft computing. Yes. What he said. What I said. What John the said. One, the one thing I can do, Jeff, is a little bit of promotion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least you do that to earn a paycheck. At least I do that. This has well been episode you... 189 of Talking Heads here on Craft Computing every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday for the latest in beer and tech news or in podcast form on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 
If you like the show, make sure to drop this video a like, subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Hops and Brews, links are down in the comment section below or video description as it were. If you like the beer content on this channel and want to learn more about it, John has a fantastic YouTube channel that uh, you can certainly jump onto. Uh, we do this every single Wednesday night here at 8 p.m. Uh, watch my normal videos, join the Patreon or Floatplane, and and don't forget there is a super secret chat after this if you want to get involved after this show if you want to see watch. me with one more beer in me join the after party by by joining the patreon this, or float plane wednesday is our drinking day so if you ever sat there and talked about we drink about wednesday is pretty much the only day we drink the only day i drink the only day we drink so and if you want to see that Join the Discord. I'm feeling a, a little rosy secret. cheeked tonight, so we'll, Even, we'll see how I, this I one goes. I might go something light, or maybe just a, just a hair snifter, maybe like two ounces of something. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this one goes. But I'm feeling a little rosy already. Anyway, thank you all so much for watching this one, and as always, we will see you next week. See you guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>